The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, and if we didn't need one more reason to hate the state of West Virginia, now we've got just one more. Okay, so... We all have our reasons for hating West Virginia, but what is the new reason, Dion? They voted against the 12 team playoff college football, assholes. Those bastards. I've spent a lot of family time in West Virginia. I'm okay that that family's all dead now, so I never have to go back to that. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's what they've done to us. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That man surprised in the background is not Owen Wilson, but the last standing Simone Big Rig, (laughs) Nicky Dam. Yeah, glad to be back this week finally. (laughs) Oh, we're glad to have you back. You were oh, uh, just picture. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wrong! I have no idea what you're talking about, Kendo. No idea at all. None? None. Okay. Uh, and finally, American Ramrod Bruce Sexico, Kendo Slice. Yeah, I was going to say, no matter how bad you feel, at least you aren't showing up on the podcast with a glamour shot from Olin Mills like Nick did. But then he went and he pansied out and he went and changed it. So, folks, if you would have been here a few minutes ago before the garbage truck interrupted things that kept us from going alive, you would have got to see Nick in his little glamour shot photo eating his avocado toast. He's all L.I. now. I think Kendo was just a little jealous because of how sexy it was, Nick. Don't, don't take it personally, um, I think, bro. I think Kendo's I think, I think jealous of me having a fucking vacation. That's what it is. No. <laughs> No, I'm pretty happy. I I mean, I was happy with my vacation. My vacation lasted a whole 12 days. It was great. And now I'm amongst (laughs) the real Indians, not the fake ones like Nick. Oh, shit. (laughs) Hey, don't blame me for Christopher Columbus's bullshit, all right? He's the one who fucked up, right? Listen, listen, he was Italian. It's excusable. (laughs) Because he's Italian? I don't see see how that's relevant. Hey, there's been a lot of people in high-ranking offices these days that have pulled the it's, a, it's okay, I'm an Italian excuse, so I'm just passing it forward. <laughs> hey, man, so well, yeah, it's more singular than plural. Well, I mean, the, 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 there was one that, that, that said she was black and one, you know, one that, that thinks she's also Native American as well, so, you know. Well, that actually is a fair point, although the one that said she was black wasn't a public office holder. She was just some crazy lady in Washington or, you know, Oregon. Yeah, you know. Are we talking about the difference? Yeah, we're back on that again. Well, we come full circle. (laughs) So, folks, we're going to have a very fun show tonight. We're packed with a lot of topics. I got that new microphone I promised. So do I sound better, boys? Yeah, you do. No, you do. Thanks. Uh, So we got that on the way. And uh, first, Patreon. Guys, this week we recorded our Sunday Hangover. We're going to have another one of those. Kendo, you and I are going to do some uh, Beavis and Butthead related content coming up. Uh, any memories of Beavis and Butthead you'd like to share with the audience is a quick, quick taste of what's coming to Patreon. Oh, God. So many to even begin to describe. Uh, you know, just they, they it came on at like six o'clock in the evening. So my dad would get home from work at like quarter after five, five thirty. So the, he would just he showed up and it was like Beavis and Butthead's going to be on in like a half an hour. And then watching it with him and getting the visual gags but not actually getting most of the you know the jokes that went way over my 10 year old head and wondering what he thinks is so damn funny about what they just said and um yeah dude just that and then watching episodes that never made it on tv again because some dickhead kid fucking burned down his trailer so folks if you like beavis and butthead make sure you uh, join us over on our patreon page we'll have that 
Well, I guess we could talk about King of the Hill another day. We should just do a Mike Judge retrospective, Kendo. I'm all in. By the way, folks, we want to thank everyone who joined us from the uh, Robot Shlomo Raid. Rob's a great dude, friend of the channel. And if you uh, aren't a subscriber, make sure you check him out. Uh, Rob and I talked about Spider-Man this week. And we'll be talking about Spider-Man this week. Uh, you know, there's a new trailer. It might be the most viewed trailer of all time in just a day or two. It's kind of a big deal. And I may or may not like Spider-Man. So, yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> Cesario Japan, god damn it. All right. Um, I wanted to read these in order, but there we go. Cesario Japan says, we're going to get an office space montage with the mics. Mm, we could do that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to like a Goodwill, buying up a bunch of old consumer electronics and going to a park and just filming some stuff. You guys want to do that one day? Let's uh, just yeah, destroy man, it. Yeah, we do that, yeah. I almost did that to the printer at work yesterday or the day before. <laughs> Uh, have control, you, uh, P, control P, Kendo. That's how you get it to print, buddy. Uh, no, not that. Not not a desk printer, but the actual copy machine. Like after about like a hundred pages, it just kept jamming on everyone. I'm like, you motherfucker, you're about to get the office page treatment. Ooh, it looks like we got another raid from Proper uh, Justin Proper. So, folks, if you haven't heard of Proper Justin or Justin Proper, he's a friend of our channel as well. Subscribe to him as well. So it's nice that we're getting all these raids tonight, uh, folks. <laughs> Uh, we got people in the chat talking about the new microphone. I guess Buffalo Jeff's going to make some appearances, Dion. So be prepared for that, buddy. Ooh, <laughs> poor Dion. Oh yeah, 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 he, yeah. He yeah, can't wait. Ew. So, now I can't wait to talk about all sorts of stuff tonight. You guys want to start with? Um, I guess the universe has been realigned and things are better because last week. The sky was falling. We were worried about OnlyFans getting rid of the only reason they exist, <laughs> porn. Uh, I guess they've come to their senses because OnlyFans drops planned porn ban will continue to allow sexually explicit content. They saw that bank account start getting a little thin and they're like, wait, hold on, we fucked up. Uh, huh? yeah. it'd, be, it'd be like if Anheuser-Busch came out and said, we're going to stop selling Bud Light. It's like, um, that's probably not a good move. Not that Bud Light's a good beer by any stretch of the imagination, but it's extremely popular. Yeah, um, this was this this was funny because uh, all all the, all all the thoughts I follow on Instagram were just were, were you know fucking shitting their panties. We're like, oh no, uh, we have to get real jobs. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like uh, they're like, how do you fill out an application? Does anybody know? Um, uh, but you know they, they were they were doing polls on like where, where else they should go to. Uh, some of them said Patreon. Some of them said some other platforms and things like that. But then, um, yeah. But e even now, some of them are still saying they're still going to move because of you know how uh, how OnlyFans has been, especially the last couple of months where they've said, "Yeah, we're we're gonna, we're going to do it." No, we're not. Yeah, we're going to do it. No, we're not. So, did anybody ever suggest to him the employment office? Uh, no, no, no. So like, yeah, you should try to get a real job so that way when this happens, again, when you I'm can screwed. when you can sell feed pics for five hundred dollars, do you do you want to go to the the unemployment line? No, of course not. But at the same time, I don't know if I could ever sell my feet for $500 a photo. Folks, subscribe to Bruce Exico's OnlyFans. I don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, hold on. Give me, give me two you minutes. You will about. soon. I mean, if you really want me to set one up to sell feet pictures, that won't sell, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it just as a, a, a social experiment and how not everything works just because you put it on OnlyFans. <laughs> So, so when some lonely dude in Kazakhstan starts buying your fucking pictures, I don't want to hear any complaints. Hey, hey. I come rolling up. I come rolling up to the next time we hang out in a fucking rolls, and you're like, "What the hell, Beck? 
Dude, I don't hey, know. He may man. be lonely, I'm but like, damn it, he's in Kazakhstan. He knows what he wants. Some yeah, of the guys is like fucking paying me for all this shit. I don't know what's going on. And then 10 months later, I disappear. <laughs> so I guess the uh, the cosmic scales have been balanced. So if your favorite OnlyFans star was in danger of losing her job or his job, uh, there you go, folks. They're going to be okay. Now we can all rest well. I just, I just, I just love how like, uh, like how fucking porn just you know dominates the market and kind of like lets technology like kind of like you know pushes technology forward because like as soon as like they said no more sex like eight more fucking sites popped up where they could do this it was hilarious yeah it's like who didn't see that coming yeah it's like you, oh, know, you got a hot you got a hot product that people will pay for yeah sure you could sell it over here for a cut you've yeah, been able yeah, to do yeah. that for for a millennium. You think about yeah, it. the the oldest profession for sure yeah um the funny thing is the reason we have vhs tapes is because of porn the reason we have blu-ray is because of porn ladies and gentlemen that's why those things exist so that is true yeah correct <laughs> i uh i love that scene in tropic thunder yeah <laughs> who are, are you talking to me i'm just talking to anyone that's listening <laughs> yep uh tropic thunder best comedy one of the best comedies of the new millennium. I'll go with yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Can yes. never, there can never be a part two. It can never be made again. Never. Mm-hmm. No. It's a modern classic. It's perfect the way it is. Yeah, I remember. I think. I think either either it was like I think I think it was on the podcast we did one time, or maybe no, no, it was it was it was before that for sure. But like some friend showed me the picture of um of of, of when the movie was gonna come out and um i i looked at it and they said oh one of these guys is robert downey jr i'm like which one i don't (laughs) see him in the picture and they're like that one i was like you're kidding me (laughs) i love that i (laughs) dude the best okay everyone says oh this is a great meme that's a great meme i think i'll go on record and the best meme ever is who would play um, James Rhodes, if they rebooted Iron Man, and it's Robert Downey Jr. as Kirk Lazarus, and it's yes, yes. Can we get Kirk Lazarus? Oh, no, that no, that, that that might be too much. That might be too much. What? Say, can we get Kirk Lazarus as Black Panther? I I'm I mean, not saying no. I'd watch it. I do the one five Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have no problem subscribing to that one or buying tickets to it. <laughs> I got a great idea, Marvel. Oh my god! Here you go. Um, what if? What if War Machine? <laughs> Iron Man were played by the same actor. <laughs> god damn, that'd be a great movie. I wonder. I wonder if somebody can can deep fake that. If somebody could deep fake, that'd be good. You know, Kirk that'd Lazarus in fucking Iron Man like two and three. Can we? Can we do this? Ah, uh, dude, it's possible with the te- the technology. And all the free time people have these days, it could totally happen. Because yeah, even if there's a thirty second clip of it, I would laugh my ass off. Like I would just be so it would be so it'd be so great. It'd be wonderful. Now speaking of technology, did you guys have you ever heard of the Corridor Crew? They're a big channel here on YouTube. They redo special effects of old movies. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I've no. seen them. Yeah, they did one this week for Star Wars: The Trench Run. I normally think those guys improve everything they touch, and it's kind of a fun experiment. But when it comes to Star Wars, everyone that tries to improve on it or do their own version or a deep fake always misses the magic. It's like the people that make the sequels. They just don't get it. And so I was just wondering if folks had seen that video this week because it got a couple uh, million views. And I wanted to know if uh, 
people have seen it. Dion, I think you'd like it the most because you and I are Star Wars nerds for the production of the film. And it goes right. into how the special effects were done. So it's a nice mini history lesson. But, you know, you try to build these people up, say, oh, the product looked great. It looked better, you know, 45 years ago. So. Yeah, I uh, saw the video. I, I have yet to watch it. Um, but yeah, man, I you know, I, it, it looks like it would be very similar to when they, you know, the one channel that redid the fight between Obi-Wan and, and uh, Vader, where it's like, yeah, I mean, in a bubble, it's cool. I, I'll check it out. But yeah, I'm not going to, you know, go as far as saying that it's better than what they did in the actual film. So we can stop talking about the Marvel "What If" that'll never be. Um, you guys want to hear? This is a it's a little old I mean, move. I'm, I'm, it, I mean, like I, I I saw pictures of that "What If" with with Haley Atwell as like Captain British or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, where 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 does like the outfit looks funny? Where where are tits? Where 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 are boobs at? That was the whole thing on Twitter. How they you know they just they drew a dude and then just put her head on there. Yeah, I was so like, that was kind of. I, I was like, so 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 we don't see so so we don't see UK's ass just. Nothing. Yeah. Just, okay. All right. Just, just flatness. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, yeah, it was great because Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Anna brought up a good. You know, she was bringing up the art from the other what ifs. Like if you know if it was Peggy or so and so they had the super soldier syndrome. 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 Jesus. Yeah, that's my serum. Time, <laughs> the, <laughs> the syndrome of super soldiers, uh, and how they actually drew it like a woman. You know, and, and comparing it, I was just like, yo. That's a fucking mic truck, you know. And then obviously the, the the other art was released where it was a dude, and they literally just put her head on it. So that was that was a very interesting uh, shit house to see Twitter trying and you know justify why they just drew a dude. And they did the same thing they did for Taskmaster in fucking Black Widow, where it's like, yeah, we we we, we want the head to be a woman, but we're gonna pretend that their bodies don't exist. So I know I'm the only one here on this panel that's read the book, but I'm not the only person on the planet. There's a book called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. They basically, what if, is the antithesis of how Marvel in general had created an art style, basically visual shorthand to show men and women and this and that in action. As technology gets better, we make people look less and less realistic because we're trying to fix the problems of reality like boobs. I guess boobs are illegal in, you know, SJW land. That's why all the characters, they remove them or they make them weird looking. It's the reason I'm bringing this up now is you took a real life, beautiful woman, Haley Atwell, and you tried to downgrade her for this show. It's like, whatever, but why do they keep doing that? It's stupid. The whole thing I think is people are insecure, but we're watching superheroes. I'm not insecure that Superman can lift the planet. Just saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I, well, worry, you know, I don't know if that's really a problem with reality. And if it is, that's a reality I don't want to live in because boobs are great. Yeah, yeah. Boob, yeah, boobs are awesome. If you, if you hate boobs, you're you're an American. I'm saying it right now. That's right. Would, Tommy. I, would you guys like to hear about a pair of boobs I would never, ever, ever, ever want to come in contact with? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, okay. Amber Heard. Okay. Well, I mean, that's because it might try to cut your finger off. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, I just wanted you guys to see this. This is an old piece of news, but Amber Heard's new movie flops only has earned thirty six thousand dollars. Which movie was this? I didn't even hear about it. Uh, I don't know. Um, let's see where it is. Uh, London was it, was Fields. It, was, it, was it her sex tape? Because nobody fucking cared. I, that would have made more than thirty six grand. Uh, yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch to see if there's a knife anywhere in it. Yeah, I mean, but, say what you will, but. 
I would, I would, I would risk the finger getting cut off just to see what would happen. Jeez. For you, it wouldn't be a finger, bro. <laughs> well. Listen, listen Kendo. I don't know how kinky you are, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into getting stabbed while I'm <laughs> trying hey, to have sex hey, over here. Hey, hey, as a humans, we have gone to war over less, so I would. That's that's <laughs> fucking true. Wait, are you it's telling me you don't, are, you don't look up to Army Hammer and his way of life? Uh, no, <laughs> not, I'm not, your I'm heart, not a big. Babe. I mean, I don't know what baking soda has to do with this, but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> baking soda and naked girl. mannequins. Oh, Dion, I'm gonna eat that toe. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Got, okay, all right. So, all right. I like Army right. Hammer even less now. You're gonna love me. Ooh. No, I'm gonna make you. <laughs> no, God. Well, I leave. You I leave. I, I, I leave. I got it, guys. For a week, and and y'all go nuts. For Schlocktoberfest, we should do a Joe Bob Briggs style uh, thing where we pick like an old uh, copyright free movie and then we record Buffalo Jeff Bumpers. There you <laughs> go. Dion. Yes. That'd be amazing. Jeez. Um, I like did, I, did I tell you people asked me to say shit in the Buffalo Jeff voice in person? <laughs> Everyone's got a kink to yourself. Listen, listen, man. You, you guys are charging for that shit. You can't just do it for free out, out here in these streets, okay? You can't, you can't be doing it for free. You, look it. You know what it's like. You are the king of porn and all this other underworld TV <laughs> stuff. So I'm going to listen to you. Pimpin listen, ain't man, easy. Listen, I, I know some shit. And that, that, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> mm, Joseph, that's right. That's my theme song. No. No. <laughs> Let's move on because we have a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> um, now, Kendo, you're you're probably the perfect guy to ask this question to first. Oh boy! <laughs> no, 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 not not a weird one. Uh, thoughts on Nirvana? The, they were okay at the time. Had Kurt not played the shotgun, it would not been at, they would not have been as big as they were. Um, but the one saving thing, the one silver lining that came out of that uh, was uh, we got the Foo Fighters, and I find them supremely better. I I prefer them to Nirvana this, as well. And this is coming from somebody that had every Nirvana album for a long time and thought that he liked them. And I do. I do like some Nirvana, but... I also f- am aware enough to know that they are highly overrated based on how the lead singer went down. Um, Nick, do you have any opinions on Nirvana? Um, his girlfriend killed him. That's the. <laughs> I, agree I mean, with that one. I mean, You're probably not wrong. Soaked in Bleach is a great fucking documentary. <laughs> hey, I didn't know you had an OnlyFans, Dion, because your admin is here spreading the truth. So. <laughs> Uh, next time you want to go into business for yourself, cool. Just let us know. We'll cross promote. Yeah, dude, I'm right. Man. I'm right here, man. I, I could have, you know, we, 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 we had a we had a reveal plan, um, and I, I wanted him to work with the team. He's he's going into business for himself on this one. Mm. Now, speaking of going into I feel, business, I feel, I feel betrayed because you didn't call me up to you know to, to help you out, man. Come on now. Yeah, I know. Dion playing them away games all by himself. Our other friends call up Nick when they need to make porn. Yeah, man. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, People it's like, what, what the we fuck do. are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, I don't know. My, my, my trip to California might get revealed. 
Uh, it's already been now hold on, guys. That we just funny glamour shot you posted earlier. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, Kenda. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. What show are you going on? <laughs> Maury, Maury. <laughs> we got a the father. Hmm. You are? Congratulations, Nick. <laughs> nah, man, they mind. They don't look they don't look like me one bit. Mm-hmm. So the Nirvana kid, their, Nirvana's most famous album is clearly Nevermind. Everybody knows the image. Everybody knows the hit. Smells like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are. They're all great. They're all iconic. But they're in the news again. So no, there's yep. no Nirvana. Uh, greatest hits. They didn't find out that Courtney Love did it. There's no you know reunion tour for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, this is the Nirvana baby, all grown up. Looks just like a dude. Who gives a shit? But now he's in the news because he is suing because of pornographic uh, reasons. So Spencer Eldon, the man whose unusual baby portrait was used for the most recognizable album cover of all time, one of Nirvana's Nevermind, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that the nude image uh, constituted his pornography. The album cover depicts Eldon underwater swinging in a pool. With his genitalia explodes, the image has generally been understood as a statement on capitalism, as includes the digital imposition of a dollar bill on a fish hook uh, that appears to be the baby appears to be enthusiastically swimming towards. So, this album, everybody knows it. It's just part of popular culture. I read that the the kid's parents were paid two hundred bucks, and now I guess he wants more. This whole thing reeks of like I'm just not getting enough money or attention, so now I'm you know because every year. He goes out and reenacts it and, you know, a couple years ago got re-interviewed for it. So it clearly didn't ruin his life. It's just kind of a weird thing where he's looking for money. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I said, I, I can't imagine being made famous for something that happened to you when you were barely able to not shit your pants. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I I I don't know what that feels like. But again, like you said, like you know, I, I even for me not being a Nirvana fan, I was at least aware of the fact that the kid that was in the video was you know still doing interviews and being talked about. And I mean, even unless someone tells you or he says something or he's interviewed, no one recognizes him. Obviously, it's not like everyone's like, damn, my brain can fit in what this baby's gonna look like in twenty years. Um, but yeah, it, it it just it doesn't the optics of him suing isn't very good. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just again I'm not I'm not 100 saying that he's doing it for the reasons you say, but it, it doesn't look good. You know the fact that you know he's got interviewed by Time and Rolling Stone and and all these uh, places. Um, don't you step on that? Um, but yeah, I just yeah, it, it doesn't look good. It definitely doesn't look good. No, definitely not. My question would be. Did you have a problem with it when you were five, when you were 10, 15, 20, all the way up until now? You, you've never had a problem with it before. And you, you never had a problem with it when you were doing those every five-year anniversary recreation photos. Uh, why do you have a problem with it now? Oh, you're probably broke. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. No, I mean, no. he, you didn't I have mean, a problem with it until now. You willingly participated in re-glorifying this every five years or whatever it was. But now it's an issue on the 30th anniversary when it's getting a lot of, you know, publicity. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. And, you and, have and, no ulterior motive whatsoever, do you, sir? Yeah. And after the year we've, we've all had, it's just kind of like, oh, this is convenient. Um, but he looks like a guy who needs money. So, huh. hmm. 
So, folks, if you'd like to send the Nirvana kid a dollar, uh, send it to WCBS show, 14320. We will make sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is our actual address on the screen, folks. So if you want to send us anything to the P.O. box, uh, now that we have this office in, in production, uh, yeah, we'll be able to do more stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, let's move on from Nirvana because... Yeah, that's not really that topical. I just think this is a reeks of a guy chasing money, and it's yes. it's kind of sad. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It re- it really doesn't look good. <laughs> so, Dion, I know you've gotten drunk many a times and screamed that life is like living in a fucking anime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the things he screams. Um, I mean. Yes. I, I was there. I saw it. I saw it all. We were under fire from, you know, in the helicopter and everything. I, I was there. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> now, none of us would be the world's biggest anime fans, but there's all there's anime that we all like. And one of the more popular ones that I enjoy is Cowboy Bebop. Any Cowboy Bebop fans on the panel, or at least has anyone here seen Cowboy Bebop? I've watched it with you, but yeah, I can't say that I'm a big fan of it. I've 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 heard I've heard the name before, and that's about it. Um, I did not know that Bebop had left, you know, that universe to become a cowboy, but I support him. <laughs> so Cowboy Bebop is iconic. It's legendary. It's considered perfect by some. I own the Blu-ray. I'm a fan. There's a live action show coming out with John. Uh, Milf Cho, and yes, the reason I called him Milf is because he is the person that coined oh, okay. the phrase Milf on he screen. Milf guy. Yeah. <laughs> so here he is playing Spike Spiegel. Oh, this God. is a live he's, action he's... adaptation. What do you guys think? The one to one. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Look, it looks it looks good. Yeah, but once again, like I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm <just> Same. Not. <laughs> Nick, I'm glad you said it so bluntly. This is an art form that doesn't belong in another medium. What makes Cowboy Bebop no. unique is its story, but it's also great because of the medium that it exists in. A live-action version of Cowboy Bebop is lesser no matter what, no matter how Asian you got the guy, how accurate it is, this, that, and the other. I don't care. I'm sorry, John. Action. I think you're an okay actor, but this is a project that doesn't need to be at all. Can you tell me a good live-action anime adaptation? Uh, <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball Z, the X-rated version? Uh, yeah. um, oh, I know, I know the the one that came out last year that had that guy in it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, you mean the guy that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. one. <laughs> the only thing I will say is, you know, not only do I disagree with that, I, I think that there is a certain magic to seeing. Um, whatever form of animation it is, seeing it on the big screen, seeing it live action, there's definitely a magic to it. I, the only, the biggest reason why I wouldn't make the argument that it shouldn't be live action is that I think there was a very serious time where people uh, would say the same thing about comic book movies. And, you know, and again, I, I can't say that I a hundred percent empathize with anime fans on this one. Um, but I remember when, you know, when, when we had some shitty, shitty, shitty comic book films and the narrative for a little bit there was that it shouldn't be live action. So, so I understand the desire to see the thing you love to watch animated live. You know, again, you know, I, I didn't, I, you know, there, there, there are there are more examples of bad live action anime reboots than there are good ones. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm definitely in the in the group that thinks that Attack on Titan live action wasn't fucking great. 
But again, I, I, I can at least understand how, you know, there, there's a certain reaction you get to seeing it played by real people and it's, you know, quote unquote, in the real world. So while I understand it, you know, I, I wouldn't make the case that anime shouldn't be live action. Well said, dude. I have nothing to add. Um, what are we on a show here where we have opposing viewpoints and shit? What, what is I'm just like, I'm just like, <laughs> goddamn, that was well thought out and uh, prolific. So I'm just gonna I'm stop. Class, baby, there's a reason you got me on the show, baby. That's yeah, I was. I, 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 I always feel like whenever they do an anime, like a live action anime, it always comes out like cyberpunk, like all the time. That's how I feel about it. It always looks because it always, it always has a look to it for some reason. Because it's all they know how to look. It's interesting if you look at how the world adapts Western entertainment, you know, Blade Runner's visual language was developed in 1982, which, Mm -hmm. you know, in in turn, in in a way is uh, many years coming from heavy metal and it's just a natural evolution, but you're right. A lot of that is just stuck in that window. It's like cyberpunk noir, which is an awesome concept. Maybe that's why everyone's excited for this one because cowboy bebop's the best of that kind of shit. But I don't know, man. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll keep an open mind. It's not like I'm gonna cancel Netflix anytime soon. So maybe I'll give this one a shot. I'm tired of Peaky Blinders. So yeah, I just. <laughs> I don't blame you for that, but I. You know, it's just. I think it's just interesting too because anime has this weird. I don't know if it's. You know, because obviously the subject matter is just so always over the top that trying to put that into live action just doesn't translate all the time. You know, and 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 even if you take a cure out of the situation or out of the out of the um, equation, just so many things that are based on anime, and when you make them live action, it ju- it's just I don't it's it's just like you said, it's just in this weird frame that it, you know your, your your brain trying to trying to to process it in real life, and it just doesn't fit. It's like being in a weird version of the Matrix. So so I get why it doesn't work, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with uh, with, with Bebop. Um, quick question: Is Scott Pilgrim considered like an anim- an anime adaptation? It's a comic no, book, right? A graphic novel, yeah. Okay, okay. I, did, I, did, I, did, I didn't know if it was not. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if it went to like manga and then went to film or what. What the deal was? So, yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World was a uh, sorry, just Scott Pilgrim is a graphic novel series by the Canadian author Brian Leo Malley. It debuted in two thousand four and it ended in twenty ten. Okay, yeah, because it, it it had it had that <clears throat> anime feel to it in the movie, so I didn't know if that was from the from a, from a manga or from a cartoon. That's why. I think. Okay, fine. Uh, there we go. Brian Leo Malley's half Korean, half French Canadian, so <laughs> maybe some of those influences. <laughs> I get it. Korea is not Japan, but stuff you know bleeds over. We all grew up with anime, and we're in America, so. Listen, when I'm down here in Alabama, it's all China to me, son. <laughs> I'll kick your ass later. You shouldn't say racially insensitive things, Dion. Yeah, dude, that's not cool, man. <laughs> I'm just pretending to be in Alabama, that's all. All right. Well, cool. You're no, down there, there, right? Be, like, uh, yeah, me, always. Let me let, let me let me talk about the South, Dion. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the South. Now. Yeah, dude, that could be a no. That could be a whole new segment. Oh Jesus, Southern talk. It will rise again. Uh, yeah, they keep doing the reenactments, but somehow they keep losing. I don't know how they, I don't know how that works. <laughs> oh damn, Nick! How in the how y'all going to reenact this shit every year and still lose? 
Yeah, every just yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they, they they've just come to accept it, you know. Well, let's take a moment while we try to figure that question out and uh, check in with the audience. You're never gonna regret this, Ray. My parents left me that house. I was born there. You're not gonna lose the house. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. But at 19%, you didn't even bargain with the guy. Ray, for your information, the interest rate alone for the first five years comes to $95,000. It's <laughs> a lot of bread. Somebody needs to negotiate better. So, our first super chat comes from our friend Cesario Japan. Buffalo Soldier, Dreadlock Rasta. There was a Buffalo Soldier. I like that song. <laughs> I'm okay with Bob, but and the, the audience wants off. me to sing it. Excuse me, you want a Buffalo no. Jeff to sing it. Audience gets what they want, Dion, sorry. In Infinite Wanderer says, looked up the Borderlands movie, and it's directed by Eli Roth. The plot is already a dead turnoff, but what are your thoughts on uh, He Who Directs? Nick, you're a horror guy. What are your thoughts on uh, Eli Roth? I, I, I love Eli Roth as much as I love uh, Robert Cummings. Oh, that low? <laughs> the fact that Eli Roth is the Vince Russo of of film and no one admits it just drives me crazy. Here's the thing. Eli Roth had a like a, a haunted house in Vegas, okay? Um and if you look at the social media of it at the time, I forget the name of it because it was it it, it 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 was here and gone literally. Um and it was a, a good Vegas attraction. If you look at the social media, like all the stars came through and he had like a bunch of celebrities on it. And at the end of it, you had like a horror bar thing kind of happening. There were people who had like their weddings planned in there and their parties planned in there. Three months in, it went bankrupt. Yeah, it's almost as if Eli throws a bunch of shit at the wall and then whatever sticks, sticks. And then he sticks to that. And that's all he's got. It's weird. It's crazy concept. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. He's, I know he's got a, he's got a few good movies here and there, but like. He's only got a few good movies here and there. Eli Roth is proof that a broken clock is right twice a day. That's all he. <laughs> Eli Roth is is proof of failing uh, failing upwards in Hollywood. Oh my God! Like okay, he has a couple really fun films, and then the rest it's all just like, just like how crazy can I make shit? Oh, and then I was in that one thing where I beat a Nazi to death with a bat. Like that's. <laughs> That's all of it, which is there's nothing wrong with it. like, hey, get the paper, do your thing. But damn, dude, he's so uneven. The dude is like, the, the, if 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 the Star Trek movies were a person, that's Eli Roth. <laughs> bad, good, good, no, that, bad, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's true. And like, he yeah, he pops up in the weirdest shit. And I, I know we were trying to do like horror history on like fucking shutter and i'm just like go fuck yourself first of all eli roth you're not old enough you haven't done enough shit get the fuck off this goddamn platform now i've only seen a handful of his work and the only thing i can think of liking is cabin fever but i don't just like cabin fever i fucking love it so it's hard to take as strong of a stance but i don't think i like any other of his work of his other work like he brought hostile to america right yeah uh yeah. i fucking hate that movie <laughs> Hostile sucks. The then the, uh, the Green Inferno one. is 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 like captivatingly fun, but even then it's like you know it's oh, Eli Roth movie. Like shit is just has to go crazy all the time. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. I love having people too. Yeah, at, at some point in, in Green Inferno, the, the the people are are like you know uh, taken hostage by like you see the the the, uh, the indigenous people, and one guy just starts jerking off in the corner of the of the of the of the, of the, yeah. of, of the thing. He just starts jerking off. 
Do you start shaking up? Because his his mentality is like, I'm never gonna feel this feel, feel this thing again. I want to do it right now. It's like, okay. So you so, start drinking off. And like always, someone always has to get raped in his movies. I'm like, God always, damn, dude. Always, always. It's like, what is your thing with that? The only Eli Roth movie I like is Cabin Fever. I'm looking at everything he's directed. I don't like this shit. Sorry. <laughs> I fucking love Cabin Fever, though. 10 out of 10. We'll buy. Yeah. I, the, the only thing that pisses me off about that is then he sold the rights to another studio and they just remade it and it yeah, fucking they did. sucked. <laughs> they, did, they did. Well, uh, let's see. He Well, he did that kind of I like Death movie. Wish. Because that's, that's Eli Roth, right? I love uh, Death Wish. Yeah, yeah Death Wish. He did not direct it, but he wrote and he executive produced it. Um, let's see. Um, apparently, he's part of Borderlands. He's writing and he's writing and directing. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that movie's going to suck. Oh yeah, but okay. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing that really pisses me off about Eli Roth. He had the perfect movie that he never fucking made. He made the Grindhouse trailer for Thanksgiving. If anybody remembers the Grindhouse trailer for Thanksgiving, it's like 20 goddamn years old, I swear. It was fucking hilarious. Had he made that movie a couple years after the trailer was released, it would have been great, but he still, to this day, hasn't fucking made that movie. Because he's too busy doing all this other fucking crazy shit. Yeah, he did He did a horror movie with Ken Reeves called Knock Knock. How was it? Mm. I have not seen it. I, I actually want to. I'm probably going to watch it uh, here soon. <laughs> Speaking of horror, Eli Roth and all this stuff, Nick, have you been following the trades? Uh, one of our, sh- well, maybe we haven't talked about it, but a lot of classics like Night Gallery and Kolchak are getting oh, revamped. No, no, no. I have, dude. I, well, well, because before, before, before you know, Vegas happened, all this, all this other stuff was, you know, with trips and everything. There was a ton of horror stuff that got released, and all of its remakes and reimagines and redos and all this other bullshit. Like for uh, instance, well, and, and one thing that's not horror horror related that's kind of shitty is they're making a TV show of Waterworld. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, my uh, yeah, I was and, talking and, about. And, and I was talking about Halloween, the new one, with my uh, my friend, and he's like, "You want to read the script? It's our movie." And I'm like, "Uh, no, I do not. You can keep. You, you know what? I'll take the script and you you use it to use it to like a, light a fucking cigarette. Okay, I don't. <laughs> that's that's what I'm using use it for right now. I'm using it for firewood." You're better here. Keep it in the bathroom. Use it for fucking toilet paper. Now, Dick's Insider, I will make sure I bring Dion's gift uh, to him in person. It's been sitting in the same spot. Spoiler alert, I put it inside the cat tree when we moved, and it's been sitting there. So, um... By the way, Saul, I saw you ask, what are they doing with Kolchak? Kolchak and Night Gallery are getting remasters on Blu-ray from, I think, is it Kino Lorber or one of these nice studios? And they're getting, like, the full treatment. So if you're a nerd for those horror series like I am and probably Nick, uh, this is the time to get this shit, folks. And we always talk Listen. about physical media. Physical media is the only way to preserve this shit. They can't alter it once it's on the disc. They can't add special changes. They can't find something insensitive and change it on a whim because of social media. So if you like this classic shit, give it a shot. Um I'm excited for. I think horror is the Listen, one. I'm, I'm still waiting for for my eight boxes of VHS tape for for Night Gallery that, that I bought on eBay on VHS. I'm waiting for all of those to come in. You're going to be waiting just another minute, but <laughs> when you get your tapes, let's get together and let's watch the episode with Clint Howard where he plays the little boy with the psychic powers. <laughs> I'm down with that. That sounds good. Now, uh, up next, we have our friend uh, SH Rebels Away who says, We demand Dion to review Paw Patrol the movie with Buffalo <laughs> Jeff. Mm. <laughs> I don't now, know about that. The Buffalo Jeff stuff is dependent, but Dion, you and I should review the Paw Patrol movie. 
it, it's, it's a it's a it's a part of our history, man. We have to. The ham shits. <laughs> the ham shits. And folks, if you ever want to watch that, um, we will put that on Patreon in our membership program and stuff. I don't think we would subject you to a live show of just us reviewing Paul Patrol the movie, but if you want it, <laughs> you can get it somehow. <laughs> Uh, Hiram Bigelow, we haven't heard from him in a minute. Welcome back. He says, guess all the normies who have been crapping on the Raimi movies because of Iron Boy Jr. wasn't sucking Stark through his jorts are fans all of a sudden. Hiram Bigelow, I am glad you brought this up. I'm going to get back to your point in a minute because this Spider-Man trailer, shit's changing out there, folks. Uh, That's not overly dramatic. Spend a couple minutes on the internet and some of these Facebook groups and you'll see how vicious and how stupid some Spider-Man fans can be. Uh, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I know. Uh, Shit, now, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a horror fan, and I, and I, I got to deal with this bullshit too. It's just kind of like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah, you know, they got it. Flavor of the month shit. Yeah, oh no, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like everybody's everybody's up, up Rob's always asked right now because he's redoing monsters, and it's like, oh, er, all of a sudden everybody's a monsters fan. All of a sudden, you're not. <sighs> I'm a dude. I'm fucking with you. I I enjoy it, but I'm not I'm not like that big of a fan. And I mean, it's one of those things where all of a sudden people have heard about it and they keep posting pictures, being like, "Look, look, look! He's he's doing the car correctly. Look, he's doing the costumes correctly. Look, his wife is the is the, is the wife is the same woman in the in in the movie. See, it's going to be wait. Great. His wife was playing Lily. Yeah, and it's just like I'm, I I'm out. I'm, I was like, never going to be in, but I'm really fucking out. Yeah, and and and, 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 and it's like and it's like God, dude, fuck you, fuck all of you. Yeah. Now, Motolicious says making Superman homosexual is anti-Semitic. Now, now hold on for a second for you guys. Left. One thing I've, I've had this discussion with Jesse and a couple other people, everyone, some Jewish people get very upset when they shit on Superman because Superman is, uh, you know, the hero for everybody, but he's very much the most Jewish of superheroes based on his right. backstory and origin. Everyone loves Brian Singer is not a good director. Well, he made some decent movies, but he's not a good Superman director. And Brian Singer is very guilty of Christ allegory and Superman returns to the point where it's almost unwatchable. Same thing with Zack Snyder, stupid ass, too much Christ imagery. Superman is meant to be Moses, not Jesus. Sorry, but <laughs> wait, does he, Superman still, does, he, has, does he still take Saturdays off? I'm, I'm curious. How do you think uh, Lex Luthor took over the planet? Uh, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> he waited. He waited a little bit. He's like, all right, and it's he was the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, uh, Modalicious, it's stupid to make Superman anything besides what he is. He means a lot to people. He's a symbol. When your characters reach symbolic status, you can't be all willy nilly and change shit just because the way the wind blows. Superman's in love with Lois Lane. They have a family. Maybe his ejaculate blew a gun blast through her back like in Mallrats, but either way, it's not. Uh, it's not cool to change the characters. I don't care what excuse you can give us, Dan Didio and those at DC or anyone at Marvel who wants to promote new bullshit. These are our characters. We like them the way they are. We want to throw billions of dollars in your direction. Stop fucking them up. It's not hard because now there's gay Superman, black Superman on film, the other black Superman on film. The word Superman has another origin outside of whatever, outside of the DC stuff. Uh, was it Nietzsche and the Superman? So you're just kind of killing your own brand because if you have eight different Supermans and none of them are the real one, people stop caring. Well, it's not just that. It's that you have eight different Supermans and they all suck. You know, it's, it's you know, I, I, you know I, and in this case, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're 
when your character reaches iconic status, you can't play with that. Like, there's no other medium. Like, imagine trying to make Michael Jordan a fucking, you know, trying to make Michael Jordan something weird like that. Like, it wouldn't fit because he's he is the definition of an awesome athlete. He's a he's a he's an icon of himself. He's a pop culture icon now. The dude's gonna live forever in terms of word of mouth. And like if you were just trying to make Michael Jordan, you know, like randomly make him, you know, a fucking, you know, jello pudding pop spokesman, the shit wouldn't fit. You know, so it, it's very similar. Superman, you know, he's Superman. It, it's it's taking a life on its own. Another reason why Star Wars is in such fucking flux right now. You know, it became this huge pop culture phenomenon and you keep trying to force shit into it that, you know, that's not what made it work. Superman didn't work because just gay people liked him. Superman didn't work because he was being armed and aimed at a specific group. He worked because everyone liked him and he was the fucking boy scout of the world. You know, you can't keep trying to force things into something that isn't there. No no more puzzle pieces are going to fit. He's a complete puzzle. You can't force other pieces in there. You have to create a se- something separate, and it, that's why that shit doesn't work. You no, know, that's you know, w- you know. And then a side note is that's one reason why Black Superman worked on its own because it wasn't Clark Kent. He was something else. It's another complete puzzle. You can't force random pieces into something and expect it to look the exact same, let alone be recognizable. And it just doesn't, you know. So you can have twenty Superman. If they're shittily thrown together in order to just sell Superman merch to a group who you don't think like Superman before, it's not going to work. You know, shit. We saw that with Captain Marvel. Twitter went on this whole other thing because Brie Larson posted her with a fucking bow and arrow or some dumb shit, right? You know, and the, and the argument comes back up. People didn't like. It's like no, the movie wasn't good. You can't make Captain Marvel the spearhead of a franchise when that's never what she was intended to be. You know, this, this weird thing that people, you know, and obviously we're going to see this shit with Spider-Man, but you know, this, 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 and again, there's nothing wrong with having a gay superhero, make a gay superhero. You making Superman gay. It's like people, gay people already like Superman. The dude wears fucking tights. Like what else? Like that it's built in dude. So now you're trying to make it. We want extra gay people to like him now. They're, you know, one, gay people aren't fucking dumb. And two, they're just going to say we already liked him the way he was. Yeah, like most people, because I guess. Like most human beings. Listen, yeah. Listen, if you want more, more gay people to like him, just make his suit tighter, okay? It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Shit, draw a bigger Nick, bold. But, you know, Nick, I don't weird. think you can make his suit any tighter. I can see what religion he is. That's it. <laughs> Yo, Clark, you uncut. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. But, um, you know. so, uh, We'll talk if look and if more news or when more news about gay Superman comes out, uh, we will definitely cover that here on the channel. Uh, Modalicious, I will read your other super. I'll read it right now. Uh, Modalicious says on Superman, yes, I want DC to implode. Anyone that wants to take their flagship character and change it for no pop legitimate reason is just dead to me. So. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's just it's just so frustrating as a fan because you know, and that's the funny thing. Jeff and I aren't huge Superman fans. Like we we love comic books, you know, and by proxy, yeah, we love Superman. We get what he means to comic books, but when you got us coming out of this motherfucker trying to fucking, you know, defend Superman, it's like, what the fuck are we doing here, B? 
Well, well, no, no, it's it's on that. I think I think I think we all understand the the importance of 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 the pop culture and the how far he's been ingrained in culture and in, in American culture in general. Because anybody, I, I guarantee anybody in, in the world will probably know you know what Superman, what Superman is if you show them a picture of him. Like immediately, they'll know who he is. Yeah, because he's been ingrained that far and for that long um, into our pop culture. You know, it's just been constant. You know, uh, comic books, movies, t- uh, cartoons, like. You know, action figures, all kinds of video games. Like it's 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 across everything, and it's been like that for so long that it's just part of it. And that's why you can't. That's why you shouldn't fuck with it, as you know, like DC has, because it's you know everybody knows the base. Every, everybody everybody knows the basic story. Of Superman, how he got here, what happened, like all that shit. They know his origin story. They know everything. <laughs> you know of, of of who he is. So to mess with it is messing with your own brand, and you know, and not and not and not making money off of it, and like all this other stuff. It's bad business. It's really horrible business. Uh, Cesario Japan, thank you very much. He says, we going to get an office space montage with the mics? Well, Cesario Japan, anything's possible. I did return the mic today, the Blue Yeti. I had a warranty on it, so yay me. Uh, Jillian N., thank you very much. She says, congrats on the new mic. Jeff, please say... Buffalo Jeff also has a new microphone. Sorry, Dion. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, blame (laughs) Jillian. It's her fault. I say thank you to Jillian. damn it, Jillian. Uh, our buddy Doug Keller's back. He says, Kendo, what is the best Beavis and Butthead box set to own on DVD? I want to binge watch the series. The correct answer is none of them. Yeah. The Mike Judge collection is the honey dickiest of all honey dicks that's ever honey dick since honey dick came to honey dick town. Um, <laughs> you will buy if you will do the same thing I did, which is you bought the, the Mike Judge collection thing. Fuck yes. Here we go. Beavis and Butthead on DVD. But, no, you're just going to get a bunch of the worn-out, played, mini-a-time episode without the videos because they didn't want to pay the licensing fees for them. Um, So, the answer is none. There is no good box set of any Beavis and Butthead to buy at this point. Would you you say Sailing the High Seas is probably the best way to get all, all the episodes? That would be the best way to do it. Um, I know there are some places on YouTube where you can go and find some old episodes that are full episodes. That's how I was able to patch in some of the early first couple season episodes that I uh, I had missed because, again, like with a lot of those old, er, old, old early episodes, they were one and done. They would play them on TV. Some fucking dumb kid would do something and hurt themselves. Her mommy would complain. And they would pull it out of rotation so you wouldn't get to see it. Or if they did play it again, it would be severely edited to where the, the episode didn't make any sense. Like the one where Beavis tried to juggle the fucking chainsaws or the <laughs> no, the flaming newspapers. And that's where the kid burned down his house. So they completely pulled that one out of rotation. And then there was another one where Beavis and Butthead were uh, sniffing paint and fucking up Anderson's house. So naturally they pulled that one out of rotation. Or they would show it and they just wouldn't show you them sniffing the paint. They would just be at Anderson's house, and then suddenly they had the swirly things over their head, and they were just fucking up his house. It's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I was Kendo. 10, and I was like, wait, 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 how did we get here? We didn't. Do you remember the one where they were trying to give themselves beards, so they cut their own hair off, and they accidentally cut off Beavis's finger as they were gluing the, yes. the hair to their faces? Well, there was this one episode, and I watched it a few weeks ago. Actually, it was more about a month ago, because it was before I moved to the Land of Enchantment which is uh, apparently suffering severe storms right now in a certain part of it. And um, 
that's why my internet got knocked out. And uh, it was called Incognito, and it's where they, because as a kid, I saw it the one time, and then you would watch the credits, and they would show like the different like screenshots of various episodes of Beavis and Butthead, and you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one, and they, I got that one. I was like, I only saw that the one time, and I don't really remember it. Well, what? I couldn't for the life of me figure out why that episode got pulled from rotation. And then I found it one day on YouTube and I was watching it. And the reason why I pulled out of rotation is because they're in school. They do something to the one guy, Earl. He flashes his piece at him. And so they go incognito and claim they're from like South America and they're exchange students. That's why they're wearing their gimmicks. And then somebody at the end of the episode fires a gunshot through the school window Earl pulls out his gun, fires back at him, and then the episode ends with Van Dreesen saying, Earl, you know you're not supposed to have guns in school. And he goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Van Dreesen, and drops it into his drawer of confiscated stuff. I'm like, oh, that's why that episode wasn't allowed on TV anymore. That makes sense now. Fuck, I love Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many of those where they like they pulled them on a road. They pulled the one out that uh, they went. They had the shotgun to go skeet shooting and accidentally shot down the jumbo jet. It's like I'm sorry, but how many kids are actually fucking tr- taking down 747s with shotguns? None. None. No. No. Uh, the logistics behind it, Kendo. Well, I mean, I could go all physics teacher on you, but I'm not. Uh, Shooting down a 747 with a shotgun is impossible, unless you're literally standing underneath it, and even then, it's probably still going to work. I was Uh, just about to say it's going to take a while. Yeah, if you if you if your if your goal is to get right underneath it as it's going up or down to shoot it, uh, the government's going to you know tackle you and kill you well before then. Yeah. Now. Uh, Breadman Production says, I watched Godzilla versus Kong the other day. Kong gets his shoulder dislocated and fixes it just like Riggs does in Lethal Weapon. Had a good laugh. Yep. yep. I, that, I, I love the Lethal Weapon reference in them. I was like, fuck yeah, it's Riggs. Yeah. I caught the diehard one when he jumps. I was like, oh, dude, that's fucking John McClane jumping off the exploding roof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I look, that movie had so much potential to be great, but instead of giving us what we wanted, you know, Batista style with the monsters fighting, they gave us all a bunch of bullshit and people and acting and outside it of the was still fine. Oh, I still love it. I still bought it on Blu-ray. I will still watch it. It's one of the few things I brought with me to Bruce Exico. And you know, it's I, I love those monster movies. I just wish that the fucking waffle girl wasn't the focus of them nowadays. They should have kept <laughs> that really, really fucking attractive Latina chick with the big hooters instead of killing her. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. yeah. So, TLJ Screwjob says, here's $5 for Buffalo <clears throat> Steiner math or Buffalo Road's hard times, if he prefers that. If you will. Will I? I don't know, Daddy, that's some hard times, though. When Buffalo Jeff gets a rolling and he can't get to where he's going, that's some hard times, Daddy. <laughs> First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cars and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking time, because I know how important it was. Starcade 85 is to wrestling fans as it is to Jim Crockett Promotions and Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. With what I got, I wanted Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a whole lot about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect. No honor. God, I hate this so much. There's no honor against Steve's in the first place. Don't exhale. 
That's it. That's all you're getting. Sorry. That's, uh, that's okay. the first. <laughs> Holy that's right, shit. That's, that's so unnerving. <laughs> that's right. If you wheel them with some hard times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dion's, Dion's not going to sleep at all night. He's like, fuck it, I'm awake now. I don't. Uh, well, anytime Jesus he watches Christ. any old wrestling match and fucking Dusty Rhodes comes out, he's not going to hear Dusty Rhodes. He's going to hear Buffalo Jeff. He's like, no, I just want to hear about the hard times with daddy. Oh, yeah, hard times, daddy. No, it, it, now the phrase doesn't mean the same thing. <laughs> Look, having two screens set up now is like the ultimate in how to troll Dion, folks. I love it. Now, 860 Saiyan God says, how are they going to remake? So how are they going to make Cowboy Bebop without the ships or being in space? Please tell me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Is, it, uh, is, it, is the movie going to not be in space? The TV show, I guess. I'm not following all the news. I just looked at the images and was like, I like Cowboy Bebop. I bought the figure. I'm not going to watch this show. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, now, 860 saying, God, if that's the case, I don't know. I really don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, when I think of Cowboy Bebop, I think of the damn ship. But whatever. I guess it's just me. Space Monkey 0899 says a good example of redoing or revisiting an anime. Look at the rebuild of Evangelion, Helsing, Ultimate, or Full Metal Brother, Brood, eh, Brotherhood. Blood Brother. 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 Now with this microphone, I should start doing uh, Hulk Hogan. But I won't. I mean, I prefer Avon Barksdale personally. Now, folks, we have a ton of stuff to talk about, so get yourselves comfortable. But first, let's start talking about probably the biggest topic of the week, the Spider-Man trailer. So uh, what did you guys think of the Spider-Man trailer? Uh, you know, and you know where I'm at on this, guys. You know, I, 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 I can't stand that he's still in high school. It drives me fucking insane. But um, I mean, it, it, I love the end where they were, you know, doing the the, the one take on the on the sp- old Spider Man theme. I do like that. You know, I, I like the uh, the well, Dion. The you know what? Let, let's do something weird that we've never done here on the channel. Let's actually show some stuff, and then we'll talk about it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. If I were a rich man, all day long I'd biddy biddy bum. If I were a wealthy man, yes, no. I'm in. I'm no. watching now. When they say you can't like Alfred Molina anymore, and you already do. <laughs> He's the fucking man. Yeah. Oh my god. He just got married too. Oh, really? Hell yeah! Yeah, I think he got remarried. Uh, good okay, for him. I was about to say, I was like, when you, you said it like he like it was the first time. I was like, oh, okay, good, good for you, buddy. Oh, he was married to uh, an actress whose name escapes me. She passed away like a year or two ago. Oh, okay, all right. So uh, that version of Spider-Man aside, this trailer, this is the first Marvel trailer in a minute where I was like, I liked what I watched. I just sat there. I watched the trailer. When I thought about it more, I was like, okay, hold on. We have to figure some of these things out. But I said this on Tuesday. I'll say it again. This trailer was so refreshing because it actually showed the setup for the movie. It told you what the movie's about. How many trailers today are just bullshit clips, random uh, 
uh what is it arc not archaic um what is it like lines out of context you don't really yep. know what it is that's all these modern trailers are it's fucking random drum beats and oh my god what are we gonna do bing sony sound effect and then this and that all these trailers are the fucking same marvel has the worst trailers this trailer is mostly that same shit but i will give it the benefit of the doubt the fact that it tells you the setup what spider-man's doing why he's doing it the hesitation he has to give up his secret identity with everybody and then how they mess up and break the universe that's really important because this is a high concept movie and i know it's not like high concept like real high concept like blade runner but for marvel for this level of entertainment this is going to be high concept and you need a trailer to be pretty bare bones because if i tried to explain this movie it's like spider-man but there's like four of them and there's doc ock but he died but he's back no, 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 that doesn't make sense. You can't sell that. But if you can put a trailer that tells you how this gets here, you're kind of on board. So I thought that was refreshing from a trailer standpoint. Yeah, uh, and, and, and that part at least looked cool too. I mean, him doing the spell and things getting all fucked up, at least from the trailer, That I, I think the movie's at least going to look fucking great. I think a lot of the visuals are going to be fucking crazy. So I am excited for that bit, absolutely. Kendo, what were your thoughts? Uh, I did not have any issues with the trailer. However, they've punched me in the nose twice before with this Spider-Man. And I'm like, eh, do I want to get excited? I don't want to get excited. I know what I want to do this December is to talk about Spider-Man so we'll do another Spider-Man month, folks. That's just an early, early advertisement. But uh, Nick, any thoughts on this? Um, I mean, yeah, I watched it a couple of times. Didn't didn't care for it. It's Spider-Man, you know, can't find my home or whatever. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> like I've been, I, I've been, uh, I, 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 every, every every time Marvel keeps showing me more and more movies, I care less and less each time. Um, I've, Endgame was the end for me. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> So this is the most viewed record or the most viewed trailer ever in 24 hours. 355.5 million views in the first 24 hours, blowing away the previous record of 289 million views. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Spider-Man is the most popular Marvel character. Not Iron Man, not Captain America, not Thor, not any of these fucking MCU characters played by popular actors. No matter what, good or bad, Spider-Man is always that character. It could be that everybody can identify with the character because he's fully covered. I don't buy that. I've heard Stan Lee say that himself. I was always drawn to the character because of the moral dilemma, the the weight of the situation. Morality plays a big part of Spider-Man's, is, is a big part of Spider-Man's character. And so from a young age, I always found it interesting to read tales, morality, and superheroics. Spider-Man, just it works for everybody on a different level. And I think, yes, trailer views don't equal ticket sales, but... I don't think this movie is going to make Endgame money. I just think this is going to be a very talked about movie that's going to disappoint a lot of people. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. I think that first weekend is going to be really awesome. And then there's going to be a severe drop off immediately. Well, I don't think the drop off is going to be because of uh, dwindling interest in superhero. I think what's happening with this movie, there is a lot of misinformation out there. Fans either sharing fake news or places promoting it. This, that, and the other. It's confusing, and I think a lot of people are under the guise that this film is supposed to be Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man, attorneys at law, fighting crime throughout multiple dimensions. <laughs> I like the idea of a Spider-Verse film, but we need to calm down. We really need to calm down. This is not 
uh, live action into the Spider-Verse. I think a lot of people that are trying to promote, you know, this and that are going to set themselves up for disappointment. And I think a lot of people are going to get set up for disappointment and it ain't going to be on Sony or Disney. It's the people that are making up fake news about Spider-Man. Oh, did you see the symbiote suit? Not the symbiote suit. It's a magical suit. How do I know? Because it's in all the merchandise. Like all these people aren't paying attention to what's out there and they're kind of spinning a web of bullshit. And I hope that doesn't hurt this movie, and I hope it doesn't hurt Spider-Man moving forward because it's my favorite character. And no matter who's playing him, I still always going to give him the benefit of the doubt until it's Andrew Garfield. Fuck that guy. Well, yeah, as, <laughs> as you should, he, he needs to be judged until he's in the ground. But but listen, I I, I don't think it's going to hurt. I, I, you bring up a very good point. Um, I think that point definitely needs to be heated for people that are going to see the fucking movie. That being said, you know, I think this is going to be the first actual billion dollar Marvel film since Endgame and, and Infinity War. I think this is going to be what they wanted Captain Marvel to be. And this is going to be the thing that Captain Marvel, or excuse me, the Marvels are going to copy. You know, I, I, no matter what, I think this, this movie very well may make a billion dollars. I hope it does. You know, I'm not married to that. Um, and again, I think it's going to have its issues. But for me, I, I'm really hoping that this is going to be. A, like I said, the, what they wanted Captain Marvel to be, and B, I think it's going to be essentially, you know, the creep show episode of Spider-Man, where it's just going to be, it's not going to be into the Spider-Verse, but it's going to be, you know, hey, the 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 what if mixed with creep show version of a Spider-Man film, and I think it, I think overall it has the potential to be very fun, and like I said, I think it's going to look fantastic. It's going to be some crazy shit, you know. The one thing I do say is I I, I don't think it's going to be what everyone thinks it is, and that it's going to be this gigantic, you know, Avengers level thing. You know, I'm I'm th- I'm guessing it's going to be you know Doctor Strange trying to teach him a lesson or some type of shit. Um, but again, you know, again, if anything, I think it's going to be this desire to make it um, resonate with kids. It's going to be the 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 one the one takeaway from it because it's going to date it. You know, this movie is going to be really popular. And then I think in a couple of years, it's going to be like, hey, yes, but No Way Home was fun, but it was, you know, let's make Teeny Bopper Spider-Man again type deal. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. You know, I'm hoping that I'm right and that it's going to make, you know, a, some serious fucking bank. But, yeah, it's 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 I don't know, man. I just I just I just cannot get it. You know, it's it, we're fucking almost three years removed from Endgame. And we're still dealing with him in fucking high school. Like, God damn, man. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, that you know, dates your fucking movie. Well, Dion, it's funny how this trailer, you know, it showed Doc Ock. It showed the Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb. So we don't know which Green Goblin it is. <clears throat> right. uh, we also saw, you know, Electro, this and that. But you know what villain they didn't talk about tonight in the trailer? Venom. <gasps> You yeah, know what, baby. Fair. Why can't we have him? <laughs> he was going to come back tell this story. Oh, he's a hero. He's a, he's our I'd say he's our our dead wrestler patron saint of the channel. Wouldn't you agree? Amen. Amen. Macho yeah. man. Yeah. Yep. Dig it. Now folks, I always love to tell the story, but back in 2002 when I saw Spider-Man, I was 
13 years old. I was the biggest wrestling mark on the planet. And so when I saw this movie, I was like, man, they should have The Rock or Stone Cold play the wrestler. It would have been so cool. It would have been so awesome. Man, if I could kick my 13-year-old ass, I would because Macho Man Randy Savage is better than anybody. And this scene is so much This movie is so much better because of him. He makes that movie. And it's the only fucking Spider-Man movie that brings the wrestling element. And everyone that goes, well, wrestling's not that cool. I don't give a shit. It's part of the story. What does Spider-Man do? I need to make money. I'm going to go be a wrestler. And he beats Crusher Hogan and he... Well, if you saw the movie, he beats Bonesaw, and he doesn't get his money. I missed the part where that's my problem. Yeah. You so, also are leaving out the fact that because of the fact that Macho Man got that job, he was able to use that in a disrap against Hulk Hogan. Yep. Got yeah, myself man, a feature part in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Nick. Sorry, Kendo and Dion, why don't you guys do... Uh, we'll put this on our membership program. You guys should just sit down and talk about Macho Man's rap career. Uh, absolutely. The one Be album. Man, there we go. <laughs> there you go, Pagan God X. From Macho, Macho is what I heard. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulkster. Now, Be a man, Hogan. Coming after down you, coward. <laughs> Now, I know this movie is not going to feature Macho Man. It's not going to feature wrestling. But this Spider-Man movie is going to feature a lot of stuff. Where do you think um, other cameos are going to fall? Or how do you think other cameos are going to fall in line? Are they going to keep this all Spider-Man? Or do you think they're going to go stupid and even try to introduce other Marvel shit and make it just one big ugly mess like Spider-Man 3? Uh, I, I think they're yeah. going to keep it all Spider-Man. I, I think the reason why they're bringing everything up is because they want to try and say, hey, we're not going to make the same mistakes we made for Spider-Man 3 or the Andrew Garfield ones, guys. Hey, take, take a gander. Remember those things, how they weren't great? Well, we're going to make them great, and we're going to remind you how they could have been better, and you're going to like it in this one. So, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, this is, I'm hoping, you know, more of an attempted love letter to the to the fans of the other films. You know, and again, you know, everyone on Twitter that's shitting on the Raimi movies, especially the motherfuckers that said they, they didn't like Spider Man Two, get the fuck out of here. But thank you uh, for oh, bringing yeah, this yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, dude. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, you know, fuck you. You know, and, and, and you know, and they always hide behind the what's my opinion thing. Yeah, well, I can have an opinion that the sky is fucking green, but you're gonna call me a fucking idiot. You saying that you don't, that Spider Man Two and the first one especially aren't good. Get the fuck out of here. I hope your fucking girlfriend thinks you're cool for saying that because you're an idiot. But yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's, you know, I'm, it's, it's an, an, an attempted love letter to the fans of all of them to say, okay, listen, we're Marvel. We're not going to fuck this up. This is our way of, of, of winking towards that other stuff while also making it good. That, that, well, at least Dion, that's what I'm hoping. It, you brought up an interesting point because there is a dying, a schism between Spider-Man fans and this movie has to blend. Sorry. This movie has to hit that balance because the meme I keep seeing online is fans of the Raimi verse and it's a picture of Doc Ock. And then it's a picture of people freaking out. And then there's that picture of Zendaya that says, who's that old guy? Remember <laughs> people on Twitter. This is the one time that people on Twitter are going to get smacked with a logic dick. You don't fucking matter as much as you think. Right. This is going to sound kind of dicky. If you Twitter people that had all these stupid retarded opinions were right, 
They wouldn't bring back Alfred Molina. They wouldn't spend money. They wouldn't find a way to merchandise the classic Spider-Man movies because no matter what you think, those movies stood the test of time. Those movie made, movies made records, broke records, made tons of money back in an era when superhero movies weren't the thing they are today. For every billion dollar Avengers movie you get, Spider-Man, oh, it only opened to $103 million. Yeah, it broke the Guinness Book of World Records. Those movies are not only just movies that of Spider-Man, but they're cultural touchstones that are very important, you know, products of their time. And so when a studio is going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into a way to bring back that old shit because they realize how valuable their catalog is, maybe you should take a step back and realize that Andrew Garfield and all this other dumb superficial shit that you think is real Spider-Man isn't. Take a step back and understand that Spider-Man's not a fucking suit. It's a cast of characters. I, you know, you go take a Spider-Man book, slap it down, slap Amazing Spider-Man number 100 down in front of these Twitter people, and I bet you they wouldn't be able to list half the characters on the cover. Why? Because all they know is Spider-Man. Oh, I watched the cartoon. No, oh, fuck off. You people are the worst. Yeah, that, this well, is and, and the other... as, as, as well as like, people, people, people watch a cartoon and like that's their, you know, that's seems to be their uh, their base for a lot of the stuff and they've never read the comic books they don't know they're like oh the cartoon or even more so now people just reading the wikipedia page like oh yeah i know spider-man i read, I read the wiki page like that doesn't mean fucking nothing man yeah there's also Actually, this really the bizarre thing nowadays where like everything new is great and you have to shit on everything old it's like no just because something's new doesn't mean everything that came before it sucks yeah, and in fact, the things that came before probably perpetuated the new thing that you're watching right now. So you're yeah, welcome. probably better. Yeah. Well, the same thing with DC and Batman. Oh, Michael Keaton was the shittiest Batman. Fuck Michael Keaton. That's what everyone said when Christian Bale and the Dark Knight came out. Oh my God, people could not stop shitting on Michael Keaton. But yeah, guess what? I, I, it was, I'm past. So fucking weird. It, it is weird, Nick. Because it's 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 the same you know argument people have about James Bond. It's like, oh, this one's better. It's like, why can't they both be good? Why can't multiple people who did this thing be good? Why does, well, it, why, does have, why does it have to be like a number one? Like, just fucking be happy with what you got. Well, there's a there's a very weird desire for fans when something is super popular to say, I'm a part of that. I'm the reason. I'm one of the reasons why that's so popular. That's that's my generation. We we made that. You know, there's this this underlying desire for you to say, "Hey, my money went towards that being a record breaker. My dollar went towards that being so popular that my kids are going to know about it." And there's this weird this weird pushback for people who weren't a part of that. So people especially even though, you know, and you see it a lot on people who are, you know, you know, on YouTube, right? So, you know, for one example, the dude that used to be on Funhouse, Bruce, who you know, now runs his own shitty YouTube channel, you know, he was trying to say, oh, well, you know, I didn't, the Marvel movies make me care about Spider-Man. And, and then you press him on it. It's like, well, that's just my opinion. Well, bitch, your opinion doesn't shield you from being wrong. Thank you. If our, the conversation is about, you know, this is better than the other thing, then there has to be uh, someone's right and someone's wrong. And if you're basing the fact that you're right on it, it's your opinion, you're going to lose 10 times out of 10. The other side of that being, hey, well, um, you know, it, it's, you know, Keaton's fucking sucked because it was so campy. Bitch, it it reset the balance for comic book movies. Yeah. You may not like it because it's not a gruff-ass Christian Bale, but the shit was, was fire in 89. It was fucking insane. 
the, the Spider-Man movies that came out in the early 2000s, again, it was insane. You know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, you know, you know, Jeff and I were, you know, 12, 13 at the time. But there's this weird, you know, those people who are shitting on Topher Grace and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, you know, were fucking seven, six, seven, eight years old. So there's no, they don't have an emotional attack. They weren't a part of that. They can't say, you know, Jeff and I, you know, it might have been our parents' money. But we can say, listen, I was alive when that was in theaters. And yep. I went and saw that over fucking Star Wars. <laughs> you know, I can say that. And there's this weird emotional attachment that people, you know, we used to call them hipsters back in college, but this <laughs> weird emotional attachment where it's, oh, you know, I didn't c- provide my money to that. Well, then the other thing must have sucked. No, it means that you don't know what you're talking about. And it just wasn't for you, especially with Spider Man, where everything after that sucked. So yeah. Andrew Garfield, they wanted that, you know, when they dropped the first 10 minutes of, of the amazing Spider-Man two, and when the movie was bad, you know, then it was, you know, it's not our fault. Da, 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 da. You know, it, it, that, that was Garfield and, and Sony and all this other bullshit. Well, you know, that's your Spider-Man. Don't shit on mine because you're shit the bed. And they made Paul Giamatti a fucking Russian, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's on Sony. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a great case study in like generational, you know, uh, uh, generational that is mine type shit. Well, yeah. And, well, and, 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 and I mean, look at, look, 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 look at the movie we all love, like back to the future that is span. Yeah. That's, you know, 35 years old. And it's so good that they're still making shit for it. They're still talking about it. They're still taking photos with the cast and crew. They're still releasing things for it. And it's so it, that's how good it is. They keep making things for it and keep telling you, "Hey, this is this is really good." But it's it's this old now. Like, come come buy the Blu-ray or the the holographic cube that's going to come out in ten years for it. You know, here soon. Like, you know, whenever whenever it happens, like they keep doing that for it because it's so good. It's so good that they can't they can't replicate it. They can't copy it. It was you know magic in a bottle. You just you just can't do it. Yeah. Well, I was going to offer up a a, a a statement here, but then I got to take umbrage with something that Dion said. So number one. The problem is these days people are under the impression that just because they have an opinion on something, that means that they're insulated from any criticism. Listen, motherfucker, I don't care what your opinion is. You can be wrong. Your opinion can be the sun comes up in the north. Sorry, doesn't happen. Secondly, Dion, just because you're seven or eight doesn't mean you can shit on Topher Grace and Spider-Man 3. I was 24 <laughs> years old. I shit on him when the trailer came out. I shit on him when the movie came out. And I shit on him to this day. That fucker should never have been portraying Venom. Fuck him. Fuck him. He's not an Eddie Brock. Fuck Topher Grace. Fuck a dick. I agree with that. <laughs> Weirdest casting of all time. Yeah. I Dude, I was so excited because like Venom, or Spider-Man 3 is coming out. Venom to me. I was like, fuck yes. I love Venom. And then I saw who they cast as fucking Eddie Brock and it's Topher Grace. I'm like, you gotta be shitty, be yeah, the scrawny even- little Eric Foreman kid. You picked him to be Eddie Brock? Yeah. What were you thinking? Even even when I heard that, I was just like, wait, it wasn't Eddie Brock like a football player or something like that. He was like an athletic dude, wasn't he? I was like, and, and, is there another Topher Grace? Yeah, body that I'm not yeah. familiar yeah. with. Yeah, like he's supposed to be an athletic dude. That, that, that's always always my assumption. I'm just like, fucking red. Like, this, and, this, and that's this, the part that pisses me off because they use three as an indication that one and two are bad. Like, yeah, thank you. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Because of how bad that crazy. Are. It's like, bitch. Yeah, no, no. Rami fan is defending three. Like the first half is good, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. she's the, we're not saying that three is awesome. We're saying the first half of it is awesome. The movies, you know. Again, I still say it's a seven. It's not terrible. It's a letdown, but the it's not. It's not 
amazing Spider-Man one or fucking two. I'll tell you that nope. shit right now. It, but this it weird is a whole knee... lot better currently yes. compared to everything that's come after. Yeah, one hundred fucking percent. And you know, that movie listen, and Sandman was still dope. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, even yeah. at the time, like even even when the movie came out, it's like okay, this movie went in hundred and fifty fucking directions, most of which I could not keep up with. However, good for you, Lowell from Wings. You did a good job of Sandman. <laughs> you mean yeah. uh, Lyle from Georgia the Jungle? Yep, fucking Lyle, man. God yeah, damn. I watched that movie. Well, you can't beat Spider Man. You know, but this, you know, this again, like this weird need. And, 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 you know, and listen, I, you know, and, and you know me, I try not to be the mean guy, but if you say one and two sucks because of three, I'm going to assume you're a fucking idiot. I don't care how famous you are. You know, anyone, you know, and that goes out to you too, Bruce, you know, jumping on Raimi because of three, it just showcases that you didn't watch one and two or you watched it and you forgot about it. Like what the fucking, the emotional baggage back to what Jeff said about the fucking morality and the importance of Spider-Man as a character, you know, Uncle Ben fucking dying. Everyone fucking cried. Topher Grace is an ugly fucking crier, and that shit was real. You know, and he goes, and people forget, you know, he caused the death of the dude he thought killed his fucking uncle. And he becomes fucking Spider-Man. And then he has a fucking, he has a, a, a father figure in Norman Osborn, who, lo- who was, in a lot of ways loved him more than his own son. And then he finds out that he's the fucking Green Goblin, and he fucking ends up killing himself. And then fucking he go on the two, and he's having, you know, and that's based on a great Spider-Man story. Jeff will get into that shit, but he's losing yep. his fucking powers, and he's trying to balance between being Spider-Man and being with the love of his life because he's finally a grown fucking man. And that story holds a lot more weight than when you're in fucking high school, America. And then, boom, fucking Doc, another fucking father figure, a guy that he respects, is going insane. And he has to fucking face him. And he gets his ass beat in the second movie. The train scene is fucking amazing. So much so that he almost fucking dies. And once again, New Yorkers try to sacrifice themselves for fucking Spider-Man. And then, you know, and then again, even though, you know, it's three, but you had the fact that fucking, you know, obviously Harry fucking finds out in the beginning of three when the, you know, whatever it is, the Nero Goblin or whatever he is in the third one, when they're fighting, he goes, you kill my dad. He's trying to say, I didn't kill your fucking father. That fight is fucking great. You know, know, it's just, it's just, yes, that's the pain from where they put that in the movie. That was a great scene, not just for the movie fans. But for the for the for Spider Man fans, for us to see that in real life, the image of Peter, who so much of him is being Spider Man, he throws it in the garbage and fucking walks away from it. I like used that, to. You didn't yeah. see that in the Andrew Garfield ones. In, in a lot of ways, that's one reason why you know we're so upset with this Spider Man, with him being Iron Man's Cabana boy. The fact that he had he made his own suit. <laughs> He made it so you take that away from the character when it's just Iron Man, Spider Man. That takes away a huge part of the character. That's why we don't like him in high school. That's part of him being a grown man. He made his own super suit. And for him to throw it away is this emotional thing for Spider Man fans, for comic book fans that, as a reader, as a moviegoer, you know it's serious because this kid who became this hero because his. His father, not his biological father, not his father, but his daddy, was murdered. And he became a hero. And he's been pushed so far that he throws the symbolism of that in the garbage and walks away from it. 
You took that away in the new one. So so to pretend that the first two and, and even all three, I'll fuck it. Fuck it. I'll defend Spider-Man 3. I ain't scared, bitch. To pretend <laughs> that the fucking Raimi trilogy is, is not good. You know, I would fight someone over that shit. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, TLJ Screwjob um, says, thank you, Dion. It's I had a father and his name was Ben Parker, not Tony Stark. What if they bring an yeah. Uncle Ben cameo in Iron Man 6? Thank you for keeping that going, by the way, with the Iron Man 6. Um, yes. I just want to go back to what Dion said. It's not so much that, you know, he 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 is the cabana boy of one Tony Stark. It's that the new Spider-Man loves being Spider-Man, showing off that he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's full the fact that he's Spider-Man. You know, yeah, yeah. He's burdening it before, you know. It's like he he doesn't run around going, "I'm Spider Man, guy. Check out all the cool shit I can do." He's like, fuck, why do I gotta be like? That? Yeah, exactly. Because because in you know in the, in the first new Spider Man movie, you know he had to he had to hack the suit to like he had to hack the suit to to, to level to level it up so he could do all the cool shit like that. that yeah, that's he wanted to fucking, fucking come flying in at at the party that uh you know fat shit uh you know Asian uh you know Jonah Hill was thrown. To go in there and rock and roll and be like, look at me, a Spider Man, come run off me, Zendaya. And it didn't work out. Fuck Zendaya. I didn't right. know and, Dusty and, was Spider Man. And that's and that's one reason why, and again, I, I do think I just want to preface it. I think that, you know, no way home for dinner. I hope it's a good movie. I really do. <laughs> you know, but that's one thing that they that they have missed with this attempt to to market it towards a younger audience. The importance of all of that. And don't get me wrong, you know, and 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 Jeff knows this too. I know the one rift between Jeff, Doctor Coffinails, and TL Screwjob and me, you know, is that I, I do enjoy the Tony Stark Peter relationship in the movies, mainly because of the comic books, because how close they are in the comic books. Um, but the thing, even I can admit, they miss the point of him having the suit, right? You know, and that's what the Rami movies they got so well. They understood that, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and even in, in homecoming, you know, Peter being reckless for the sake of being reckless, that's not Spider-Man, you know, you know, so, you know, and, and again, you know, defer to Jeff on, on specifics, but the thing I loved about Spider-Man as a character, he's not my favorite, but I fucking love him is when you're reading him, there's a difference between reading it from Spider-Man's perspective and reading it from, the overall story perspective. The story perspective, he's cracking jokes. But when you're reading it from Peter's perspective, he might say something funny, but he's thinking of all this shit. You know, I can't do this because the people, you know, the people on the street are going to be in danger. Or I might expose my identity. Or, you know, Aunt May's here. You know, he he's not rec he's he's not Martin Riggs. And the new movies have made him to be Martin Riggs, you know, where he's fucking a fucking you know, fairy gets cut in half and he's like randomly trying to pull it together in the first one. You know, that's not Spider-Man, you know, and that's, it, yeah. and again, you know, we're, I'm a purist, so I, I get it, you know, but it th that's the point that's just, I think is going to come and bite them in the ass in this new one is this desire to make Spider-Man, you know, this mix between an action movie and Jackass where I'm, he just does crazy shit and shit happens and he kind of reacts to it as opposed to, the Spider-Man from the Raimi movies and that we know where, you know, this was a fucking, it's a huge, there's a reason why he's doing this. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it just, it becomes dated when you make it, when you make it a version of Spider-Man and Saved by the Bell. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and from, yeah. Oh, God. And and from everything you're saying, I, f- I feel like the Raimi, Raimi movies are the definition of with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Because yeah. because you because you see that more in those movies where he has to do the right thing regardless of what he wants to do. He has to do, he has to do the greater good for the betterment of the people for society and things like that as opposed to you know spider-man now look at me look at me in my shiny suit yeah look how cool i am i'm spider-man everybody be my friends yeah like no you're supposed to hate it well you know and then and then in um far from home you know it's oh well tony had this thing for you and like I, i i i love that relationship but he's that character doesn't get up from taking a beating from someone with the Phoenix force because of Tony Stark. He does it because yo, my fucking father was murdered and he would want me to keep doing the right thing. No matter what. Also, he's responsible for uncle Ben's deaths, which ever the thing is the Tom Holland version takes away the crux of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. So therefore, I mean, that alone makes it an inherently flawed Spider-Man film. It's not, why Spider-Man does what he does. And, oh, Jeff, they're adapting the Ultimate books. No, the fuck they're not. The Ultimate books, they, a lot of the shit from the Ultimate books made it in the Raimi movies early on. Not to my, you know, it doesn't make me happy, but, like, Uncle Ben still is killed, and all the things, the hallmarks are still there. Even the Andrew Garfield bullshit movie got Uncle Ben's death right. Yeah, it was over chocolate milk. Okay, it wasn't right. It was stupid. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> well, it's tough. Bad. Add to that, like the last interaction he really has with him before he's dying is a contentious one. You know, he's a dick to him. Well, not only that, but it, and, and, and again, like that's why that's why when people dump on the Remy ones, it makes me so upset. It's not just that they argue, you know, obviously, you know, and, and they and again they touch on it on the second one where they, you know, he and I may have a moment where they both were blaming themselves the whole time. But you know, especially in the in the movie. He argues with them, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. But right before he dies, they have a moment. Like he's dying and Peter shows up and he goes, and you know, and that's why the Raimi is so great, right? You know, the the thing he says, he goes, Peter, and he goes, Uncle Ben. You know, and 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 he, you know, obviously he's dying, which isn't, you know, ideal. Uh, but you know, they had an argument, but Uncle Ben in his last moment is happy to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Anakin great A acting. Yeah, that's a great moment. That's great A acting that you don't see. You know, and obviously he goes on to blame himself, but that but you don't we don't have that in the in the in the new ones. And that's you know the, what we do so, have in the new ones, Dion? Oh god, don't remind me. Who's that Pokemon? It's Oh, Damn! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Was it over the top? I can never tell. Oh no! Oh no! No no! That was hard in the paint, buddy. That was hard. Yeah. In the paint. only I'm way gonna... that would have been any better is whenever it popped up. Uncle Ben. It was the logo from the rice box on there too, because it has double meaning. <laughs> oh God! Oh jeez. Uh, by the way, folks, I didn't make that. <laughs> I'm not that mean, or maybe I am. <laughs> Oof. I know, right? Uh, I'm worried that. Uh, well, actually, not worried. I'm interested 
if this is going to be a big universe reset. It is. It is. That's like that's what that's what they've been doing since since it, since the, they talk about time travel and since since the time zone was introduced in uh, fucking um, Doctor Strange one. But Nick, I thought this franchise was so great. Everybody loved the Tom Holland movies. Why would you change anything? Uh, because Marvel loves money, and the, and the, and and the, the, this Phase Four is you know is. Uh... <laughs> Is 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 picking up real slow right now, real fucking slow. So they're trying to speed it's it up. Because of how mean they treated Brie Larson. Oh god. <laughs> I'm just looking. By the way, by are... the way, she she by the way she still complains about that. Just saying, so you no. Know. As she should. <laughs> the people in the chat, by the way, did not like that Spider Man button. Let's play it again. No, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> was it really that harsh? No, it wasn't. It, I mean, it, it was hard. It was that funny. harsh, but God, I don't have friends. I got family. Spider-Man doesn't have either. <laughs> oh shit! There you go. He's got Aunt him. May, son of a bitch. Mm. Mar- well. Marissa, Marissa told May Aunt May, so you know that's that's a little bit that's better. That's right. Hey, I'm okay with that. She it's, can be my Aunt May. If if if, if 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 college or Spider-Man, Spider-Man doesn't pay off, there's always OnlyFans. Um. Ooh. <laughs> now speaking of photos and stuff on OnlyFans, I found another photo from this movie. Uh, you guys ready to see it? Yes. Sure. There's Toby Maguire on set, folks, right there. Spider Man. <laughs> that looks like Toby Maguire. He looks like Jamie oh. Lee Curtis here. <laughs> Jamie Lee Maguire? Jamie. Oh, God. Uh, Spider Man 2. On record, best Spider Man movie. Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's it so very good. good. So let's keep this show rolling at a. Uh, at a nice pace. So let's check in with the audience and we'll be right back. Let's see. What's a good button? Kendo, give me a number. Uh, six. <laughs> Shut up! I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, he called a ship poop. We'll be next week. So TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. He says, thoughts on the Saints Row reboot being a contemporary millennial power fantasy for the first half of the game. Yeah, I uh, I read about this earlier. Now, Kendo, we mentioned some of the discussion about uh, the diversity of Saints Row. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Johnny Gat was pretty Asian in the first one, right? Super Asian, very Asian, very Asian indeed. And you also could make your character look like anything you wanted in the in both games, so you were really not limited to you know. Whatever the game wanted you to be. Let's pull a picture of Johnny Gat right here, just for reference. So I'm not here to say the audience is being sensitive. I'm here to say that THQ or whoever picked up the rights to Saints Row doesn't know what you're talking about. And you should shut the fuck up quickly because not only did you deliver a trailer that looks bullshit. It looks like a ripoff of Grand Theft Auto V, which you picked the worst fucking time. Oh, we're going to go to the Southwest. Guess what? Grand Theft Auto V has been out for almost a decade, and you made a game that takes place in the same fucking setting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for doing the one thing we didn't want or need as, audio, as a gamer. You know, I love Saints Row. One, two, three were all fun. They were even, mm-hmm. I'll go on record and say G- Saints Row 2 is better than GTA 4. That's a better Grand Theft Auto replacement. But God damn it. I would agree completely. I would. It's, are they, are you, think, you think the games are just as scared as Hollywood to do something new and and possibly risky? Uh, apparently not. 
But I mean, the Saints Row. Okay, so here's the thing about the Saints Row game. Saints Row Two. Yes, it's like a GTA. It, it like I said uh, before we started talking. It's like the Latino version of, of GTA. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. You can do stuff. You can take over neighborhoods. You can do really cool things. Then in three is when they kind of branched off a little bit and decided to do something. They're like, okay, we don't want to be just a sandbox GTA game. We want to do something different. So we're going to give you pink dildo bats. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Diversity is getting is anybody of any race, religion, and creed can be beaten to death with a pink dildo bat. Okay, it's that's the American dream right there. That's a fucking American it dream. Is. It really is, and it's really good. It's a lot of fun. And I mean, I love Saints Row Three. I played the shit out of it. And I would argue that Saints Row Two and Three are better than Grand Theft Auto Four. I mean, outside of Cousin Brucey, I didn't really have a whole lot of fun with Grand Theft Auto 4. And, I mean, yes. So, they're essentially, they've always been living in the shadow of Grand Theft Auto 5, or Grand Theft Auto in general. And, yeah, the the, the, the ripoff of, oh, we need to go to the Southwest and be like Grand Theft Auto 5. Motherfucker, I did that, okay? That's not true. But, anyway, it's like, stick with what you're good at. You, you took the idea of a sandbox world game where you can do whatever you want beat people with you know pink dildo bats get the the penetrator or whatever it was in the last game and launch people into space that's fine <laughs> stick with that stop trying to be gta because people are just going to keep calling you that and if you acknowledge it and try to be like it now you're saying okay you do have a problem with it and the game was already diverse anyway so by saying look our game is now diverse it's like um it already was what are you doing what Saints Row is missing is the fact that they're going to try to create this diverse bullshit story when you should just make sure your character creation is on point because you're going to beat Grand Theft Auto again. Grand Theft Auto, actually, Grand Theft Auto created its own narrative that it's fallen a victim to because Grand Theft Auto used to be the wacky, zany, awesome game. You, Oh my God, this game, I can't believe they're saying and doing these things. But the game was only... Not only you know zany, but it was good. It had great gameplay, tight mechanics across the board. Grand Theft Auto is one of the all-time great series, but it has become such a slave. Oh my God, I said that magic word, Disney. We'll talk about that, that later on tonight. Dude, 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 dude. But they became a slave to their own narrative in terms of the actual narrative of the story. They don't go for the fun, zany, whatever. In a way, Grand Theft Auto has been neutered. Saints Row. I don't know what it's trying to be anymore. It was crazy and balls to the wall. And I'm afraid they're just going to make it to try to prove a point. I mean, look, you have, it's like you have Hallmark characters. It's like, you see these people in real life, stay away. You put them in the video game, don't buy the fucking game. If you need Kmart Mia Khalifa, you don't need Kmart Mia Khalifa. Look at that. Does that not look like Kmart Mia Khalifa? Yeah, it does. It, does. it looks like it looks like Mia Khalifa just put glasses on her. It's like, all right, we'll make her different. Put glasses on her. That, that'll 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 make her look different. It's fine. It's look, okay. covering her face with something doesn't make her look any different, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. So pretty much, it's the same old shit with another different Asian guy. When you already had Johnny Gat, is that the new Johnny Gat, or is he dead? Right, Kendo. Um, hey there, buddy. Beep boop. Beep boop. Well, either way, Dion, uh, this game, uh, she looks more and more like Mia Khalifa every day. <laughs> These characters are pretty ugly. This game doesn't do much to entice me. I know this is just a trailer of this, but like, yeah. Oh, I get oh there you go. There you go with the, with, the, with, the, with the shaved side of the head. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll sell games. 
That'll put butts in seats. Yeah, it will. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. You know, it's just, you know, just trying to, you know, check as many boxes. I guess, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's, it's in of itself in, in a vacuum, it's fine. But you know, it's different when you know what they're going for, right? And that's just what that's just what sucks. Yeah. So, folks, we—I personally won't be buying Saints Row four, five, or whatever the hell it's called. But uh, yeah, be on the lookout. I'm sure as they do stupid things, we'll make videos to make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Andrew Clark has a good question. Any thoughts on any plans for Aiden Paladin? She's a horror fan. Well, I took a picture of uh, your message, Andrew. I'll reach out to her and see if she's available uh, to work on a piece of content together. Schlocktoberfest is coming up, so it'd be cool to cross over. Yeah, that'd be fun. Ninja Lawyer Steve says, Ooh, Kendo, it is getting close to that time of year. You boys getting excited? I'm always excited for Halloween. I am too. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, I mean, he is a ghost now, so yes, he's ready. (laughs) Nick, somebody in my building already has their Halloween decorations up. Good for them. Good for them. I know. Dude, I, know dude, I earlier today I saw a post on Facebook from people that I used to work with in my former line of employment showing that the Halloween decorations were already out. And I was like, that's the only thing I miss about working there is getting to do the Halloween <laughs> set. Other than that, that two days, the rest of it can go fuck itself. Uh I I do know the spirit Halloween down the road for me has already got has already got their shit in there. So Yep, I'll, same one, the one by me too. Over yeah, in the, in the so I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be going there. I'll be, I'll, I'll be going there early and often to pick up uh, shit I don't need. So yeah, 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 dude. Halloween candy's out in full force right now. I mean, I it's it's kind of like Halloween's become Christmas. You know, like the Christmas decorations mm-hmm. keep coming out earlier and earlier each year. Halloween stuff comes out at the beginning of like August, so it's like fuck yeah, dude. It's like a it's a three month celebration of you know goose and goblins. And all that and, and, and all that fun shit. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's funny because my Instagram keeps like showing me Halloween shit to do, so I have to like fill up my calendar with all this stuff now. Yeah, Nick's like, I need to photograph a woman wearing these bunny ears. <laughs> he does, but I mean, you do. Yeah, he does. He totally does. Nick, Nick, we want to see sexy lady photographs and Halloween cast yeah. costumes on your Instagram. Uh, Nick, the uh, reason. All right. Nick, the reason I'm telling you about these Halloween decorations, though, is they're all Michael Myers branded. They got like the official pumpkin. They got a cartoon kitty-fied version of Michael Myers dressed as Bob with the ghost and the fucking glasses and shit. Like I've never seen it before. That's, that's I'll take pictures shit. of it. It's neat. Well, no, um, one thing. God damn it. I know, I know, I know. Fright rags now is all like all up its ass, but um, Fright rags is put. You know, is, 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 they do a lot of the movie stuff. They're, they're doing Halloween kills and that that stuff like now. So like, I'm not even on their shit anymore. They, I know they're doing a lot of Candyman stuff now too as well. I'm like, Candyman. I'm not looking at you guys Instagram. I don't care. I don't care for your shit right now. I'm just I'm not buying anything for the next like month or so. <laughs> oh Nick, God, what? Uh, Trick or Treat Studios is a place that I like to get Halloween related stuff, but I don't know. I. I don't want to buy into the Michael Myers hype this year because I feel like I'm just one of those people. I mean, you're not, but I mean, you 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 might you might look like to normies that you are, but we know you're not. <laughs> we know you're not. Yeah, but it's how you're perceived by the general public. That's very true, unfortunately. Uh, you know what I do? 
I just keep my mouth shut when it comes time to talk about Michael Myers movies. I, that's probably a good idea because you know what'll happen. You'll start talking to somebody, be like, "Oh yeah, I'm no, a, I love the Halloween no, movies." No, no, like, no, oh my Jeff, god, no, Halloween Jeff. 2018 was so good. Didn't you think so? And then you'll snap and you'll kill them, and then we'll have to kill you. No, Jeff, you shouldn't be quiet about 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 what's good and what isn't because they need to know what's good and what isn't. That's why you need to tell these people forcefully what's good and what isn't. Well, let me just keep. Point. Let me keep on the course, and uh, maybe I'll get to see some horror movies early and be able to give some feedback. If you know what I mean, Nick. Hey man, um, that that sounds awesome to me. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna be the guinea pig for some of that stuff, that's fine. I don't want to be. Uh, Ninja Lawyer Steve has a. Ah, this is hard. I'm gonna have to have you guys help me on this. He says, "I think you know what button would best suit the Waterworld TV show." It's the Waterworld TV show. I guess so. And oh, so we have God. to figure out which button would necessitate. What would that seventeen? <laughs> I mean, that works go. too. That yep. Works. <laughs> I just love Brendan Fraser. Oh God, he's the man, dude. He's getting he's getting so much love for being the in the new Scorsese movie. Everyone's just, like, he he didn't realize how much how much the internet loved him. He's like, yeah, dude, we want to see you do do good shit. We want to see yeah. you come back. Yeah, the Renaissance his original back, website is still up and running too. His what now? His original website is still up and running too. Oh, nice, nice. That's all. That's great, man. You want to go look at it? Let's look at Hell it. yeah. It shit looks like it's out of 2001. Oh my, oh my god, god really? it does. Hold on, folks. Deep dive here on World Class Bullshitters. Uh, your first look of the Renaissance. BrennanFraser.com. Here we go, guys. Oh my god. Yeah, love it. I haven't even looked yet, but I already love it. There we oh go. Let me god. get this. Uh, there we go. Get this off the screen. All right. Um, where do we start first, guys? About? Announcements. Yes, let's, go to, let's go to announcements. All right, announcements. I, don't know what, I don't know what announcements are there. <laughs> uh, 2005, Nick. Oh, God damn it. Jesus. That, mean, wow. that was a good year. Wow. Whatever computer is still running or hard drive is still running that this is off of, thank you. You know <laughs> what this means, you? That he has a MySpace account that is still active. Oh, Jesus. Oh god, uh, sight and sounds thing. Oh my god, uh, These are all the bookmarks that Brendan wants you to go check out. Book Hunger okay. for America. Hey, Think Geek. Oh my god, get his oh. gizmo. Oh my holy god, shit! Think yes, Google just, so just because. Yeah, Think Geek. Think Geek because yeah, they they, they Google just that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> if that's only they come through anime. God. So, in the, in the about section, Brendan Fraser was born on December 3rd, 1968 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Owing his father's position as a journalist in foreign services for the Canadian Government Office of Tourism, Brendan and his family were required to relocate home frequently. His childhood journey through the USA, Canada, and Europe introduced him to the complex nature of diversity and the challenge of frequently changing schools. Living in Holland at age seven, he became secretly envious of his childhood peers. Cool, malicious-sounding army brat title. So he dubbed himself Brochure Brat and would compare travel itineraries to break the ice when making new friends. Along the way, Brendan developed insatiable curiosities for creating imagery. He has become an accomplished amateur photographer going to new places. He's an ardent world traveler who recently needed an extra page added to his passport. And keeping current with new forms of artistic expression, his limited free time is frequently spent in museums, theaters, and galleries. Or, yep, online. 
Here we go. That's crazy. By the way, if nobody has seen his arc, uh, his his story arc on Scrubs, for the love of God, go watch it. It's, He's it's, such. It's 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 it, 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 it's it's the saddest thing. It's it's the saddest thing you'll ever watch, but it's also the greatest thing you'll ever watch. Uh, is that a picture of Michael Caine? Yeah. So if I can't show this for some reason because it pops up in a different window, but if you go to his pictures and you click on it, uh, this one of this guy right here, that's Michael Caine out of focus. It's a weird photo. Okay. So Brendan Fraser, congratulations. Welcome back. Uh, the Renaissance. There we go, folks. Maybe. Hey, he maybe. was awesome in Doom Patrol. It, I'm it, a fan. It, I have nothing bad to say about Brendan Fraser. Oh, dude, I need, I need to watch Doom Patrol. All right, so Ninja Lawyer Steve, thank you very much. Hopefully we picked the right button for you. Dixon Cider says, I tried to adopt a child using my parents' email, but they said the email was already in use. Wait a damn minute. (laughs) (laughs) Kendo Slice says, oh my God, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Who who found you? Who do you think? The Libyans! Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you say Libyans? Is that is that PC, Jeff? Jesus. Come yeah, it's still okay to rip on the Libyans in 2021 so far. Granted, okay, right. they, might, they might change that in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> they already alter it, man, on TV. He goes, uh, who do you think? And then it's just a blank space. So they already cut out the word Libyans on oh, Get Back to the Future, the TV edit. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember when they when that was a big uh, a big thing with the Netflix uh, edit of uh, of Back to the Future when everyone's like they didn't show the 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 new chick in the Ulala magazine? Everyone's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah, d- look, you shouldn't mess with movies anyway. But if you're gonna mess with them, don't cut out the titties. People are gonna f- yeah, don't that. yeah, don't fucking do that. Uh, Mo Delicious, thank you very much. We read your super chat earlier. Uh, Kinner Dak with a very generous super chat. Damn, I missed you guys. It's been a long time since I've tuned in, but I just wanted to drop in. So glad you guys are still holding it down. All four strong. Well, of course, that's the beauty of the show. We're all real life buddies. Uh, you can't buy your way onto world class bullshitters. You just gotta, you gotta be one of us. But everyone's welcome to hang out and you know join us that way. Sorry, guys, uh, I'm not ready for a fifth member. Ever no, no, no. It'll be too convoluted. No man, we're like we're, we're like a stool, you know, with with four legs, and, and you can't have a fifth leg. That just, just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yes, Nick, you we are stool. Sample us. <laughs> hey, did you guys? I know I shared this with you guys, but I didn't share this publicly. Uh, I'm a fridge magnet. I'm going to share that real quick while I uh, read some more super chats. And I'm, I'm a meat popsicle. What, what are you trying to say here? Oh, okay, like that. You're fridge magnet. Okay, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not. I, I'm not changing my identity. Okay, I thought you were just saying something random. I was like, you identify as a fridge, fridge magnet. I was like, okay, whatever. Hey, Jeff. Nick, like, you, you do you. I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> Nick, just for you, I have all the animagnets. So, mm, yes. <laughs> uh, but Kinder Dak, thank you very much for the I'm, super generous super I'm chat. Feeling some thirst. thirst. <laughs> Should I show it on air? That feels good. Okay. Yes, do that. Do that. I'll, okay, I'll, hold on. Let me let me turn I, on the I lights. Nick, I want to hear. I want to hear Nick in the throes of passion alone by himself. Are you sure Whoa. you're ready for that? Are you sure you're you're, you're ready for, for for that much? You know, on, motherfucker. On, on, on we've shared assault? rooms before. <laughs> I've left you to die. I am willing to deal with anything you've got to throw my way. Uh, to, this is why we're goddamn friends, sir. Yeah. Oh, this is why. Well, okay, so um, <laughs> let's see. Let's take back this real quick. 
and I will show. Where's my camera? There you go. I even have a stealing solo hat on. But Nick, this is for you, buddy. Ready? There you go. Mm, yes. Can I can, can I can I possibly get a larger image of of, of that magnet, please? You want the whole stack? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't want the whole stack. I want a. I want a larger, better quality he, image he that I can. One of those, I can, uh, you know, cardboard cutout life size images. And, well, and, and, well, and, Nick, and, and, can I, and can I also get some wallet prints, please? Some wallet prints. Yeah. Would you like to get me some um, and a know, tape as well? Cleaner. <laughs> so, folks, if your thirst is real, like Nick, drink some water. What? But but if you uh, missed out on the comic, you missed out. Uh, we're going to be sending that out. I'm getting these. The way it worked is so I got everything. You know, the magnets are here. But when you order 12,000 magnets, they. Oh, sorry. 12,500. They just kind of arrive in big stacks. So I hired somebody to sort the magnets this weekend. So once that gets sorted out, that's it. Then I'm going to start shipping stuff out. Uh, probably Tuesday will be the first day I'm able to get a few things out. So folks, uh, if you uh, back the comic, thank you very much. It'll be on its way uh, soon to you. And uh, November 4th is when we're going to launch Wokebusters. The Indiegogo will go live then. I will have the email sign up for the new project this coming week. Uh, let me know when you're going to send that stuff out so I can give you my updated address. Oh, of course. Um, I, I, I've got a, I've got a pile of loot with Big Bad Toy Store that is farming right now because I will, I, I haven't updated my address yet to have them sent here. <laughs> Dude, my loot pile from BBTS just uh, shipped. You know what's in it? Uh, Those sweet cool shit. Oh God, yeah. You know the uh, Playmobil Back to the Future sets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got those on the way. So I already had the DeLorean and I had the 2020 advent calendar, which is the Hill Valley clock tower. So then I got Marty's truck and then I got the 2015 Hill Valley advent calendar. And the only reason I'm buying it isn't because I'm, you know, crazy for Christmas. It's because every day on the advent calendar is a back to the future accessory. So, you know, that scene in bad Santa where he got a quaalude or whatever, when he opened up the thing, you know, I get a little save. We can't all be winners, Jeff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'll get a wooden pickle. How's that sound? A wooden right. pickle. Well, right now in my pile of loot, I have the TMT, TMNT Retro Ro- Rotocast Villains Mutant Module PX. Uh, it's the counter to the um, the thing they put out last year, the uh, Comic-Con thing I bought. And apparently I also bought the TMNT Ultimates Wave 3 set of four figures for 200 bucks that I forgot that I pre-ordered. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. One night at Camp Kendo, I was drunk mowing the grass, and I pre-ordered all these $200 items. Yes. So that's how I do things. I'm proud of you. I got the – I want to get the TMNT Ultimates, but I don't collect the way you do. But I did get the Power Ranger equivalent, so we're Super 7 buddies. Nice. By the way, Dion, did you see this? I did. You know what? I think you would actually – uh, sent me a picture of it right when the news dropped. So yeah, I did see that. What the? Fuck I, that? dude, Nick, I might this. have to get that. Okay, so Nick, what this is is this is essentially the crowdfunded action figure of Galactus. It's four hundred dollars. It has almost seventeen thousand backers. But the reason it's so expensive, this is a thirty-two inch action figure, Nick. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah with lights and sounds. They did a Sentinel a couple years last year. And it went nuts. 
I didn't back the Sentinel because our buddy Salvador sent me a different Sentinel. But look at the scale right here. This is a regular Marvel Legends figure that you see on the shelves. And uh, Galactus is that much bigger. Good God. I know. I'm really tempted, but I don't think I will. Dude, Maybe. I know what you're feeling. They released those 1990 uh, TMNT movie uh, quarter scales. They're like $125 each. I'm like... Maybe I can just buy the Raphael. It's like, no, if I do that, I'm going to want the Donatello and the Leonardo and the Michelangelo. And then, God damn it, I'm going to have to get the Foot Soldier and Shredder, too. And then your $125 original purchase becomes an $800 purchase. Did you see April O'Neil's out? Uh, for the movie? A, oh, no, I didn't see that. God, why'd you mention you might that? Be, you need to be on the lookout for her because she just came out and she's uh, getting pretty popular. And so is Casey Jones. They're doing one with... Uh, out of mask. They got the rights to Elias Cotius, finally. Jeff, you realize I'm salaried now, right? I can't work extra hours to pay for these things. Folks, if you want to help Kendo <laughs> uh, fund his Ninja Turtles addiction, uh, you can send stuff care of Kendo to WCBS show 14320 Ventura Boulevard, Suite 163, Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. All packages addressed to Kendo will go to Kendo. Don't worry, I don't open his mail. Yeah, we, we only <laughs> live a few hours from each. We pretty much live a few hours from each other again, again for the second time. Just in yeah. the part of the country, and I can't um, go to visit him. Although I did see that April O'Neil was trending on Twitter earlier today, and I was worried that maybe Judith Hogue had died. And no, it was it's just other. Yeah, no, she she's a playable character now in the Ninja Turtles game that is coming out this year. Oh, nice. I saw that. I thought you were going to tell me it was about the porn star. Wait, what? There's a porn star hey. called April O'Neil. Really? You didn't know? <laughs> I'm not even a fan, and I know. He'll be right back in a little bit. No, I have... All right, folks. Um, Kendo's going to be right back. We're going to no, take a quick no, break. No. Yeah, we got th- okay. Uh, <laughs> One, I can look that up while still doing the show. And two, I have actually been in a position where I have not had to look anything like that up and for you know purposes for a while now. So Same. But like you don't forget. Well, let's go do some research. But don't forget. Hang on, I'm doing research. I'm doing research. Hashtag never forget, never surrender. Eh. <laughs> oh, Infinite Wonder. While, while Kendo's away uh, washing his tights, Infinite Wonder says, since Star Wars Visions is a Star Wars made by an anime studio, I want to see a DCAU made by an anime studio. Alexis now, Infinite Wonder, when you sent in your super chat earlier, I read that and I got something uh, ready for you. I don't know if you've seen this, but your wish kind of was answered back in 2008. Uh, Batman Gotham Knights is, excuse me, Gotham Knight is a series of shorts done in anime style. And uh, it's available on Blu-ray, DVD. It's 10 bucks. It might be on HBO Max, but it is kind of what Star Wars Visions was. Star Wars Visions, in a way, is just a ripoff of that, so... So they did uh, yeah, do Marvel of that too. They did one where there was a Punisher and Black Widow, and then they did an X Men one. I think they're both on Netflix currently, um, but I can't remember the name of the studio. But it was the same. It was a, it was an anime studio that did their own uh, version of those things. So those and they're and they're actually pretty good, you know. But uh, yeah, they so we you did get some Marvel stuff. Hmm. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Infinite Wonder. Modalicious says, how awesome would it be if Netflix, if to get a Netflix docu-series in a few years on how Marvel and DC collapsed, just like He-Man? 
Well, Modelicious, the beautiful part is we keep growing and uh, we could be the people that make it. So, you know, crowdfunded documentaries are just as good oh, as uh, no. some of the Netflix ones. What's up? You find okay, new toys? So, no, I looked up the April O'Neil, and while she's okay looking, I do appreciate Bush. And she does have an interesting, you know, tattoo in that region. But then I found a video apparently where she dresses as April O'Neil and does things with a guy that has the Casey Jones mask on. And it's just like, please stop. And now there's one of her dressed as Bowser banging Mario. And <laughs> what? Ten, wait, 10 inch mutant ninja turtles. I, I'm turning this off. <laughs> no, wait, no, no, no. That gives no, turtle power no, the meaning, bro. No. Wait, why is she dressed like Sonic? Sonic the Badgehog? I like it. Okay, <laughs> We're back in. We're back in. All right. <laughs> we'll pull you out of that black hole you're in, dude. God damn it. Yeah, no, no. They took me down a spiral that uh, my mind did not want to go to. And then they decided to exploit Sonic instead. So it's like, okay, never mind. I'm okay with that. Are they going to have Idris Elba star in the porn sequel <laughs> He's the man, well, you know. it will be Idris Elba but he'll be played by Lexington Steel so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pick and Save has seen 10 inch, 10 inch mutant ninja turtles <laughs> um, those are some short guys like, is, is it anything like the movie because that could be a deal breaker yeah uh, Jello Man Steve has a question Jeff please tell me you tried out pizza when you were in New Haven Connecticut Jello man, Steve, I can thankfully tell you I had pizza three times in one day. I had, oh, God, we went to stateside pizza, and then we went to, oh, God, hold on. Let me pull up the place we went to because I went to three in one day, and the second one was better than the first. Um, so let's see. What is the New, the New Haven pizza places? Because I don't want to leave you hanging. So um, we didn't go to modern. We went to Sally's. Sally's was good. And Frank Pepe's was my favorite. That was the one I thought was delicious, right? Let me, let me look at the pictures because I ate them like right back to back. So people were thinking, how did you not know? We walked to one and then went to the other. I haven't but, had pizza in yeah. over a month. Oh, you're missing out, bro. I know I'm missing out. Don't tell me. I know. Yeah, I think Frank Pepe's, Pepe's that was my favorite one. So yes, Jello Man Steve, I went, I ate there. It was wonderful. And I would go back in a heartbeat. Joseph Bianowicz says, for Christmas, I'm going to send Dion a subwoofer surround sound system so he can carefully be, he can be fully immersed in the sounds of Bumfalo Jeff, LWCBS. No, 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 no. So Dion, when I bought this microphone, you know what the first thing I thought to do to you was? I'm scared to ask, but yeah. Uh, be, be his friend, actually, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> Nickelback. Look, torturing him is being his friend. Oh, you asshole. Okay. <laughs> You Think of the horrible bitch. things we say. I can't believe I didn't see that coming. I can't believe I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Uh, anyway, Adam Walker says, "Hey, oh, dude, that was so good." <laughs> Uh, Adam Wofford, thank you very much. He says, hey, Jeff, I got one for you guys. So they're remaking Interview with a Vampire, but they're making Louis Black, and it's taking place in the 60s, and he's a pimp that owns a cat house. All right, Nick. Interview Wait, with a Vampire. On, on. Say, that, say that all once again real quick. I got one for you guys. So they're remaking Interview with a Vampire, but they're making Louis Black, and it's taking place in the 60s, and he's a pimp and owns a cat house. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on that. That sounds interesting. Isn't there a comedian named Louis Black? 
Yes. Yeah. He was white. <laughs> yes, he was. He was, he, he was, you know, not, he was, you know, white. Wait, hang on. I forgot the song later. Never mind. Continue. We will. White in origin only. <laughs> no, he's not no, black, but no. very white. He's I mean, white it's, like it's... something black is. That's that. There. Never mind. Bloodhound. Wow. <laughs> Dude, you 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 want to come back and try that again, Kendall? Nope, sorry, got April O'Neil going again, and I'm just, okay. I don't, don't want to keep scrolling, but I do. Well, Kendall's playing with his you own. Can't stop. Hang on, um, hang on. Behind the scenes of a lad dick. Okay, so he's a blue guy. <laughs> hang on, I gotta share this with you boys. You guys see that? All right. While you're sharing that, uh, Modalicious says Bruce Campbell plays a better Mysterio. I agree. Now, I wanted to jump back to Adam Walford for a second. Nick, in terms of horror remakes, uh, how excited on a scale of 1 to 10 are you for the Candyman remake? Um, is there a negative scale, Jeff? Can this? Uh... Yes, there is. You can, you can go. Our scale goes from 0 to 10 and then 0 to negative 10. Negative negative 10 because I could give two fucks about a remake or a reimagine or a, re, or a redo of Candyman. I just don't care. Well, would you like to hear what people are scoring the new Candyman? Oh, I'm sure they're really fucking high, like a 9.8 or some shit like that. It has a 9 out of 10 on IGN. Yep, yep. of course it yep, does. I fucking knew it. So I wanted to ask you guys this question. They're taking away Candyman's historical relevance. He's, a, you know, he's from the Civil War era with the white woman. They cut his hand off and all this shit. But now it's more of a modern day police brutality story. Do you think that takes away the impact of Candyman by making it something too modern because it's no longer a fairy tale, a myth, something that, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's taken its spread and kind of focused it solely on like the black experience where before everyone could get involved. Well, speaking from, for speaking from the old movie and the story standpoint, that was more interesting than this is because that seemed... Because in the movie, he's, he's seen as untangible, as, as this entity, this boogeyman, this thing. <clears throat> and then he comes to life surprisingly out of fucking nowhere. And he starts terrorizing, you know, Cabrini Green, I think is the place that he, that uh, the housing settlement that he, you know, like he, he, he uh, wreaks havoc through. Um, and, and he becomes real and you see him become real and do these horrible things. And then you're like, oh, he's fucking real. There, this, this, I think it, it's too much of reality, and it's it's too it's too new almost, in a way, and it doesn't it, it to me anyways. I don't think it it has the same impact as that story did. And plus, that story was done by Clive Barker like thirty years ago. Well, I just saw this pop up, and I thought that was a nice little transition since we're talking about Adam Wofford's interview, the Vampire remake. So one sounds interesting, and one doesn't. Yeah, I mean that, that. I mean, like, I I, I watched Interview the Empire like one time, and I was like, okay, this is a movie. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, but the the way the way that he he posed it sounds pretty interesting, and it sounds uh, like something I'd probably watch. But yeah, dude, there's so many remakes and reimagines of all these all these all these horror franchises now. It's 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 insane. I mean, <clears throat> I think they're doing another Exorcist show, or they're doing they're oh sorry, they're rebooting Exorcist is what they're doing. They're rebooting the Exorcist franchise entirely. Yep. Um. um Ask me off air. I'll tell you more stuff. I actually know some shit. That's that. That's that's fucking horrible. Um, because I mean, like, Exorcist is is an iconic fucking movie. It's like it's 
it scared the shit out of some people. Some people heard you. You heard like if your parents saw it and you asked somebody, they heard horror stories from their friends going to go see. It's like oh, somebody somebody threw up in the theater. Somebody passed out. Somebody had to had to had to leave. Somebody brought a Bible in. Like you you heard like wild shit when the movie came out. Man, it was it was it was awesome. Um, it's it started. It was a whole cultural thing, man. It was great. Um, now they're gonna redo it. And it's gonna be fucking horrible. It's gonna involve like TikTok stars and. And iPhones, all kinds of dumb shit. And it's gonna, it's not gonna have the same culture, <laughs> cultural and impact. And the, yeah, it's not, it's not gonna have the same cultural impact like the old one did. It's just not. No, it's not. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and and that's the thing is like these like these franchises that they keep redoing, they had a cultural impact. They they they're they're part of all our, of the American you know um, pop culture lexicon. To constantly read, to constantly keep bringing them up and keep you know running them into the ground is not a good thing. Come up with new shit. Come up with new shit because all these all these horror directors, icons, actors, writers, and everybody, they're dying. They're getting old. We need new people. We need new, we need new franchises. We need we need new stuff. Nick, where did we share the Candyman prank video? I'm pretty sure I I think I think we shared it on our Patreon. If we didn't, I'd probably need to upload it there. I think I may have uploaded it to my personal account instead do me a favor upload, upload it to vimeo real quick uh because okay. i'm on our vimeo account which is you know for the stuff uh upload it i might share a couple seconds of it because people are like oh tony todd yeah let us show you the time i prank called tony todd it was fucking oh, fun all right let me, let me uh, l- l- yeah just let me look for it i'll get i'll give you the link yeah, here take your time. now tlj screwjob says dion's pitch sounds like disney's with the force awakens dion how does that make you sound uh, like a visionary, Nick. What you're talking about? We need new visionaries. I think that makes me one of them. Um, I, 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 I believe in you, sir. I, I believe in you. Thank you. Now, thank you to Jillian N. She says, "For Faye Valentine and Cowboy Bebop looks nothing like the original character." And of course, the excuse is they're avoiding the dreaded male gaze. Will they ever learn? We just want them to honor the source material. Now, I pulled something up since you brought uh, Jillian. Since you brought that to our attention, here's a picture of Faye from the Cowboy Bebop uh, live action show. And here she is in the comic. So um. obviously <laughs> the boobs aren't as present, but uh, she looks good in this photo. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, can't really tell. What do you think, Dion? Yeah, I think she looks good. Does she pass the Dion test? Would she get it? <laughs> yeah, she she gets uh, Dion Green one heart on up. <laughs> now the Dion, know, the Dion Green mushroom stamp of approval. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Since we forgot to do a word this week, let's have our movie title uh, replacement be hard on. So, folks, take a movie title and replace any portion of it with hard on and make us laugh. So, hard on machine. How about just die hard on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, a fistful of hard on. <laughs> Sounds like a. Tuesday afternoon for some people. Hard on, man. <laughs> Spider Man, far from hard on. <laughs> the last man on hard on? Oh, God. Hard on, Razor. <laughs> Live free or die hard on. I can't help it. <laughs> Live free, free or no, hard on. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Live free or hard on. Uh, full metal hard on. There we go. That's the fucking winner. Yeah, there, there, there it is. Good one. Good, good, very good. So I'm with you, though, uh, Jillian, in terms of source material. I figure the actors should look like what they're trying to adapt. And if not, you got to spruce them up to look the part. 
there was the one guy in the ghost in the shell movie who played Scarlett Johansson's partner. He was like the cop, the one that lost his eyes and got the implants. I thought he looked pretty good as going off memory, but don't worry about the male gaze. Sometimes they don't worry about the female gaze. They put that shit in, you know, right there on screen. And guess what? We don't care. We're not insecure. At least guys, you know, we guys aren't. So we're just, we want fair and equal treatment. Quid pro quo douchebags. TLJ Screwjob says, thank you, Dion. I had a father whose name was Ben Parker, not Tony Stark. Uh, What if they bring Uncle Ben into a cameo in Iron Man 6? So we did read that one earlier, TLJ Screwjob, uh, but thank you. Oh, also, Jillian, I haven't watched the Lupin the Third live action movie, but I don't know if they got Fujiko right, because her name in Japanese, or in English, translates from Japanese to Twin Peaks. So even when her joke is about how busty, or her name is based on how busty she is, Live action just doesn't do it. 860 Saiyan God says, Peter cracks jokes to throw his enemies off, throw off their concentration, and he's also among the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Reed Richards has complimented how smart he is. Yes. Uh, Peter Parker in the comics is a much more well-thought-out, developed character, probably because he's been around for over almost 60 years at this point, but they took the time to build that with these movies we're trying or not we but disney and sony is just trying to throw um you know the most profitable version of spider-man on screen and they don't worry about some of those hallmarks spider-man 2 did a fantastic job showing peter's intelligence the conversation between doc ock and peter over lunch when they talk about did bernoulli sleep when he found the curves of quickest descent like they show peter as a scientist or as a, a science student Uh, He wasn't a scientist yet in the movies, but the reason you can't really fault the films is because every time you get there, it's a goddamn reboot. So not really the movie's fault. James Dietrich, thank you very much. Peter asks Strange to perform magical brain surgery on billions of people after observing he couldn't control the weather in his own living room. That sounds like a good premise, don't you guys think? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. It was so so Spider-Man, the fact that he just kept talking and fucking up the thing it was it was something you'd read out of a comic and then you have this big cosmic adventure and then you get back to the status quo at the end i guess that's what they're going with this movie technical chet says in the spirit of last action hero if you had a magic ticket and you could get into any movie ooh, which movie would you choose this is an excellent question oh shit the question is is it the first time i've ever seen it no it doesn't say but you're going to have, no, you would have to go in and experience it like, oh, I've seen this movie, just like Danny does. Mm, it changes things. Yeah. That's a good one. I, oof. I think I got to say Star Wars. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Batman because I've seen Star Wars on the big screen. I've seen Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, pretty much all my top five favorite movies of all time on the big screen. So I'll take Batman. Nick? Uh, Last House on the Left. What? So you just want to live in West Virginia? Cool. (laughs) Didn't we just shit on that like state like not more than two hours ago? Oh no no no! The 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 same blows, but that I I I do love that movie. That's one of my favorite horror well, so movies. You want some crazy ass motherfucker trying to bust in where you're at to kill you? I mean, the worst part about it is Joel lives there, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I want to experience that 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 movie with an audience seeing for the seeing for the first time. That's what I want. 
What if it's you have to watch the movie for the first time with that audience in West Virginia? There's gonna be a lot. Of uh, that's lot that's of gonna be that's gonna be a hard pass. A hard pass. Good. So, guys, uh, the world I would probably live in. I'm trying to think because if I pick my favorite movies, it's like, well, you live in Back to the Future. Okay, I live in essentially my neighborhood in the 80s. Oh, you live in Beverly Hills Cop. I live in my neighborhood in 1984. So it's like some of my favorite movies just take place in the real world. But Star Wars seems a little too fucked up unless I could pick a planet. Because if I can pick a planet and whatever, I'll be rich and live on Coruscant. That'd be cool. That's my answer. No, the Fuck rich Avatar. planet is that uh, fucking gambling planet that we went to. Oh, Canto Bite? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. People only get rich on this doing one thing only. Yeah. Titties. All these old white people, they're all rich. Well, I know a lot of old white people that aren't. Dion, yes. I don't know if you saw this news, but we have something to talk about, and it's about our favorite cop. I'd just like to say. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Technical error. <laughs> Axel Foley's back. Here, let me redeem Josh myself. Has a... hey, what's the music from? The there fucking shimmy gets me every time. You want it again? You <laughs> 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 just fucking. Just that look. Dude, Jeff, look at that. Yeah, Boston, Boston can't afford to get hard. What'd you say, Kendo? <laughs> Based on what you just sent there, look at the photo I sent to our little group there, and it'll make you it'll make you smile on the inside. Uh, what is this? All the CDs you just bought? Oh shit! Well, that's all yeah, the CDs Hill I brought. One and two the scores. Yes, I moved, and the only CDs I brought were my Iron Maiden CDs and the two Beverly Hills Cop soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad that Axel Foley uh, found a way into your heart. I'm not That's going right. to on stream, but in my one tote that I brought from Ohio, I have all my random Beverly Hills cop collectibles and all the Pokemon cards. So it's a nice trip down memory lane. Very nice. Very nice. So boys, Beverly Hills cop four was in the news. Beverly Hills cop four is one step closer to beginning production for Netflix. According to Deadline, the long-awaited fourth installment of the Beverly Hills Cop franchise, which will see Eddie Murphy reprise his role as Detective Axel Foley, will receive $15.8 million in tax credits from California. Yay. Uh, the Netflix and Paramount film joins 13 independent and nine other non-independent projects to receive tax credits. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Including Brian Grazer and Selma Hayek's Escape and Kenya Barris's White Men Can't Jump? The remake in White Men Can't Jump? Wow. wow, we've already established that's, a lot of jump. Yeah, that's a really that's a really bold move in 2021. Yeah, it's like what's the next step? White men can't jump and do layups. Oh, it's gonna no make a billion dollars this time. Oh, no, it's not. It's gonna I be know. the same stupid thing. Well, dude, white men can't jump was a huge hit. It, it had a 31 million dollar budget, but it made 90 million dollars. That's because it was one, a very fun movie featuring Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, who was hot at the time, and two, true. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize that Alex Trebek was in that film. Uh, I've only watched it once, so until you mentioned that, I did not realize that either. He plays himself. Hmm. So back to Axel Foley, though, the real reason we're here. How do we feel about Beverly Hills Cop 4? 
I know we praise parts one and two constantly, <laughs> but three well, he, well, shit the, the bed. The problem is that Netflix is doing it, and Netflix has it. Right. Yes, he did. He did. He did. Dolomite. And Dolomite was was really was really well done and fun. And if he has that kind of control and can do that again with Beverly Hills Cop, we may have a chance. But I'm worried once again. It's Netflix. Yeah, there's that. Well, the other thing too is coming to America too. Is what that's also that's, that yeah. terrible. Which, which, which once yeah, again, I, I, I never, I never, I never, I, I haven't watched it, it. and I'm saying you guys, you, you guys worried about it that it's bad. So that's it's why not shit, it. but it's sure as hell not great. Yeah. So, dude, the I number mean, of times I've turned on the streaming service and one of the commercials is for that movie. I'm like, you know, Jeff said it was not good. I'm not going to watch it. I trust my friend's opinion. And and, and he, he, here's the thing. If Beverly Hills Cop 4 comes out and it's bad, we're going to praise Beverly Hills Cop 3 as being like, we're, we're going to praise them. We're going to praise the trilogy, basically. It's going to be like, oh, these are three good movies. The fourth one doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't want to live in a world where Beverly Hills Cop 3 is not the bad one. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where I have to watch Beverly Hills Next, Cop 3. Next! Fuck it up for everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, party's over! Oh God! I, <laughs> I only yeah. brought a handful of movies with me, and Beverly Hills Cop, the the trilogy Blu-ray, is one of the things I brought with me, and I'll watch one and two every day of the week. I can't, I can't bring myself to watch three. I still haven't. I've Don't. never watched that movie. It's like it, it, I have well, the Die Hard. I have my Die Hard, you know, set here too. I'll watch one, two, and three any day of the week. Four, I watched it once. It's okay. I won't watch five. I won't. Listen, just because Serge is in it. It has a soft spot in my heart, but holy shit, is three bad. Three is so bad. I know, Dion. and because I respect you guys and your opinions so much, I've never, never opened up that forbidden door to watch Beverly Hills Cop Three. I'm like, I can't do it. Can't you definitely do it. don't want to watch it alone. You definitely don't yeah. want to watch it alone. No, I mean, outside of Serge, no, 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 outside of Serge, and he went over there. Those are the only like really funny parts. And, yeah. That's true. That's and then they do that. He kills cops for a living. That's kind of funny, but you know, it's just Billy being a dumb asshole the whole time, and no, no, no Taggart at all. No, nowhere. Yeah, because he's retired in Arizona. Yeah, unless he you got fucking me. Hector Elizondo. Yep. Unless you tell me. Well, they're trying to make it where like he's one of the guys and he's just not. Yeah, it was yeah, it, it was weird. Like you, you, you can't just all of a sudden have like this other other guy in there. It's like yeah, just because he's a cop. It's like yeah, he knows what's going on. It's like no, he doesn't. He's not part. Yeah, of there's other white dude who kind of looks like Taggart. It's like clearly it's not Taggart though. Yeah, it's just this is not working out. Now, uh, Kendo, I want yeah. you to see something real quick though, because we're all friends, right? And you said you trust us. Oh, oh yeah, God. I do, oh, God. but I've oh, seen God. some things tonight that I don't like. Well, this you might not like this one. I can't promise. Uh, anything but uh ready <laughs> oh shit this thing oh my god yeah i don't see nothing oh i just wanted you to see george lucas oh no no who's the chick that's the brunette looks like if she wasn't pulling a I just smelled something bad face, she might be cute. Excuse me. Hey! <laughs> he can't act. <laughs> he's trying so hard right there. He's trying to emote that he's angry, and he just can't. 
That's the level of uh, quality acting you get in Beverly Hills Cop Three. Oh God. Okay, well, I will. Well, I, okay, also, also, also that, also, also that, 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 that scene where he has to like get the get the kids off that whole ride is kind yeah. of impressive. But once again, like there are parts of this, the parts of that of that movie that are like fun, but overall, it's not that good. No, not at all. Um, so okay, we just came off a of super chat, so we'll talk about something else, guys. Have you heard? about this man he's been known to be called the savior of star wars one mr john favreau are you a fan i mean uh i am i am as as of right now of the uh, of the second but i I feel like you're gonna you're gonna change that for me yeah the way the way you presented that made me sound like that i'm standing on a trap door and there's it's about to drop yep are you Leon's always got a tramp door behind him. Ah. Easy. easy. <laughs> no, 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 bitch! <laughs> Speaking of... So, guys, John Favreau. Yes. The Mandalorian creator and executive producer John Favreau recently touted Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and her work on The Mandalorian Season 2. Favreau's praise came during the recent release of the second episode of Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian titled Making of Season 2 Finale. Favreau opened the episode stating, There's an interplay with some storytellers and the people you're trying to tell the story to. You find the emotions run very deep with Star Wars, and people's relationships, especially people who grew up with it from a very young age, feel a lot of connection to it. He continues, I think one of the consistent things I'm feeling is that people care deeply, that it's being handled correctly, and it's being handled respectfully. It means so much to them that they want to see it continue into the future and feel like it's all connected with consistency. Favreau then went on to praise Kathleen Kennedy. And we're very lucky that between Lucasfilm and Kathy, we got a whole group that wanted to have incredibly supportive and encouraging. <laughs> so, yeah, but now Jeff. Jeff, um, hey, 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 hey yeah. Fabro, hey Fabro, um, your knee pads are showing, and there's something on 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 your on your on your upper lip, buddy. Wipe it the fuck off, Jeff. Yes, I, I look, 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 look. Say what you will. I have it on very good authority. The Kennedy <laughs> is being fired this week. So anything that John Fabro <laughs> says about her, let's take it with a grain of salt because she's not. Now hold be on. By the end of the week. I heard she's getting her contract renewed after months of she's fired no, tomorrow. Jeff, now Jeff. she's renewed. What? No, no, no. She. It's just a rumor. She might be renewed. But I've heard. Listen, I've heard she's being fired this week. I heard she's <laughs> fired right now. I heard she was fired yesterday. <laughs> I, sure, I, I heard she's been fired for three months. The, the robot is taking her place. She was fired at the beginning of the year. We just don't know yet because we're caught in the ether. Some <laughs> Somebody that I won't name started promoting this shit in 2018. And guess what? <clears throat> she's still fucking here. So thank you. <laughs> You're the one that started this bullshit. <clears throat> hmm. uh, yeah, so Kathleen Kennedy, John Favreau. What is Star Wars anymore, guys? Um, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a dead horse in the side of the road is what it is. I was going to say, I don't know. I really don't know what Star Wars, I guess. Okay. Look, Star Wars is whatever you want it to be. There you go. It used to be that it used to be that Kendo, but now it's not. Now it's this corporate dead horse that they keep fucking beating. Listen, 
I have the original trilogy with me, and I have the prequel trilogy with me. That's all that exists. That's fine. Um, also, The Mandalorian, the first season was great. The second season sucked because it was a setup for Marvel's fucking splooge into more Star Wars bullshit. And Baby Yoda has been merchandised to the nth degree to where the character has soured. It's not even that the character soured. It's just the character was so in your face for so long. And there's a reason targets across the country are clearancing out Baby Yoda. I can attest to that. There are people that... You're only I, saying that because you're an adult and you're old enough to not piss your pants. So just... <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, bro, we've been... Two things can be true at once. Yeah. Yeah, what Deanna is saying is true, and Jeff is right. I know people who are casual Star Wars fans that have Baby Yoda stuff on their desks. I'm not going to say how I know these things, but I've been called into several offices. <laughs> Thank you, Kendo. Do you do you do you Kendo? Do you cringe a little bit every time you see it on someone's desk? You're just like, mm. the first time, no, because that the person who's the HR person whose office I was called into, no, it wasn't disciplinary. I wasn't in trouble. I it was just like oh yeah we've talked about Star Wars before and they're an OT person from way back because she was an older lady and I'm like oh you know this was during season one it's like I get it you like Baby I mean, we all like Baby Yoda but then recently it's been more like you're younger than I am you only like Baby Yoda because he's cool okay never mind I'm leaving <laughs> that's all you got oh, that's it that's it I'm not okay thank you I've never been in trouble any time in my life except once. But that's not the important. The important thing is everybody likes Baby Yoda. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, uh, John Favreau, Star Wars, yay, yay, yay. What do you guys think about fire spray? Dion, they got rid of Slave One because the word slave might be offensive to people like us. Were you ever offended? <laughs> No, I wasn't offended. It was one of the things that made it cool. Like, ooh, that's a that's a dark name for a fucking bounty hunter that's feared across the galaxy. Slave one, I I, I dig it. But again, apparently we're throwing praise to Kathleen Kennedy, who remember, kids, if you forgot, force is female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. She, she 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 gendered the force. She gendered the I will, force. I will say, look, look, look. As a woke white person in the 21st century, I'm offended by it in favor of everybody else. Okay. So there you go. My cross to bear. I'm offended <laughs> on, about it on everyone else's behalf. Hey, Kendo, Kendo, don't look outside. There are white jeeps out there for you. Where? <laughs> Wait, that's just my jeep. Be right back. <laughs> Sacrifice with me. Yeah, I have to vote a certain way, or Emmett Till will be bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, Emmett Till's gonna come and kick my ass. Yeah, Emmett Till's gonna fuck me up if I don't vote the way he wants me to. I voted for the wrong person. Emmett Till was outside my house. He said, "I'm gonna kick your ass later." Oh wait, oh, well, Dion. Now you said the line. I guess I gotta press the button. Fuck. This is for Emmett, folks. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick your ass later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! God if there was, a, if only there was a camera on us while we were watching that movie, we would have Patreon content for the ages. <laughs> Listen, everyone that said that Tales from the Hood Two was good, I want them to rewatch it and put a camera on them because there ain't a motherfucker alive that was going to stick to that narrative today. I tell you that. I want, no. I want them to rewatch it with somebody who is black and has a white spouse <laughs> with a mixed child right there. <laughs> yeah. Because essentially the entire 
motif, the message of that entire segment is you shouldn't marry someone that doesn't look like you and have children that are a cross of those two things. No, That's I the remember only thing I got out of that. I remember that last segment. Dion's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip out my own fucking throat if if so and so happens. And it happens. He's like, fuck it, I'm gone. No, no, no. Yeah, he, he was... literally looks at us and goes, <laughs> I'm gonna rip my own throat out if Ben Gresmer shows up. And they start painting the camera. And there's there's Emmett Till. There's the little girls that got blown up in Birmingham. There's Martin Luther King. And there's some Mad Grabbers. And I looked at Dion straight in the eye and said, there you go. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Fuck you, Rondi Cundy. That's right, Dion. All those, all those civil rights people died so you couldn't marry a white woman. Yep. Yep. They say, yo, black ass, you ain't sacrificing with us, brother. How do you think I felt? I'm the product of the shit. <laughs> exactly. You, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, it was it was it was funny as hell seeing seeing Kendo's face because he was like really tense watching it the whole time. Yeah, it's like I can't scoot this way on the couch because they'll be mad at me. I can't scoot this way because I'm in Dion's reach. I don't know what's <laughs> happening here, but suddenly I feel like my friends hate me. Yeah, like like he, he wanted to, to go people. He's like, no, I'm holding it, I'm holding it till the, the end. Yeah, it was the worst birthday ever. Thanks, guys. Oh, God. Hey, listen, we watched Black Dynamite. It was fun. Your mom made ribs. They were delicious after I got to get home and eat them. Yeah, my mom. Well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. We experienced that movie together as friends. We get to talk about it on this podcast and and tell everybody what a horrible, horrible time it was. And it's funny. So that's literally the only good thing to come out of that fucking movie. Yeah, we made made a memory, but it wasn't a good one. The best part was (laughs) It was it was pure silence for like ten minutes, and then Dion turns and looks at everybody. Well, this is pretty heavy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I feel slightly better right now. <laughs> yeah, like because because I was watching it too, and I was like, "Is this heavy-handed? Am I am I just not getting this?" Or what? and then he says, "Like, okay, good, good, all right, good. We're on the same yeah. page. We're cool. We're cool." Like, right. It was like yeah. a joke. I thought we were watching like a really shitty YouTube skit or something. It looked you like were? a spoof of those types of movies. So, Dion, we were talking about uh, the Star Wars and slavery and everything. I got an idea. People in the chat have been talking about this, but let's do this from now on. Every time the word slave or slavery would come up, replace it with fire spray. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, this chick was sold into fire spray and, you know, stolen (laughs) from her family. What does that mean? I don't know. Ask Disney. Yeah. Listen, man, it's a good thing that Abraham Lincoln was president. He really ended fire spray. Yeah. The, 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 the fire that sounds, that sounds like a, a like, like, like a goddamn TikTok trend. I swear to God. <laughs> fire spray. Mm. All right, kids, whatever. Burn yourselves. Yeah, folks. Weren't they lighting themselves on fire on Vine? Yep. <laughs> they probably were. TikTokers aren't very smart. Folks, one of the one of the seminal moments in, in television history, one of the biggest audience that ever ever showed up for a television serial was uh when Roots came out and it was an expose on fire spray. <laughs> When are we get in our uh, when he was Kuta Kinte in, in that fire spray movie, it's a good time. Ah. That's right. I, I I felt really, really empathetic to all those people that dealt with fire spray in the 17, 16 and 1700s. Now, speaking of LeVar Burton and fire spray, did you guys hear about Jeopardy losing their host and how people yeah. are taking it up that they want LeVar Burton to be the permanent host? I mean, yeah. it turned out Mike Richards was more like Michael Richards. <laughs> God damn! 
Well said, Kendo. Well, I mean, one got canceled for a good reason. The other one got canceled for a stupid reason. But either way, we might get LeVar Burton out of it. And then, I mean, I don't have I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. After, after, after what he said about cancel culture, I'm just kind of like, ah. Eh. Dude, my opinion of him is based solely on the fact that I watched him host Jeopardy and I didn't think he did a good job. He did. Yeah, he wasn't great. No. I look at it this way. Unless, Burton, unless unless every time he, he he walks out singing the first verse of reading Rainbow, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I look at it this way. LeVar Burton taught a bunch of us that reading is cool and we should he enjoy did. it. And reading gives you knowledge. What better way to continue that by as an adult, as he is now in his middle age, going towards his twilight years, because he's an older gentleman, teaching us that knowledge is even better now that you're an adult. Look, he went... Exactly. He taught us to read. He taught us to read. Now he's teaching us how to answer things in the form of a question. I love it. LeVar Burton all day. LeVar Burton all day. Yes, outside of Jeopardy. Reading Rainbow Jeopardy edition. There we go. Yeah, that yeah, that 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 would be fine with. Yeah, but did I don't know. So folks, when you're uh, children come home from school, or if you are children in school, and your teachers say, today we're going to talk about the slaves in Egypt. Remember, folks, it's the fire sprays in Egypt that built wow. the pyramids. That's right. I, I don't I don't I don't specifically deal with that um, subject matter in my line of work, but I'll suggest it at the next meeting. <laughs> deal. Look, look, no, look. no, seriously, Ken, no, don't do that. We, we, we want you to keep your job. God damn it. Like, look here, history teachers. I mean, uh, history uh, purveyors of knowledge. Um, you have to call it fire spray. <laughs> I feel like I'll be in another office where I'll have to look at baby Yoda's. <laughs> now, guys, I forgot to put this on screen when we were talking about Beverly Hills Cop. We're going to start playing a game every week, folks, where we, uh, you know, we have to pick one of these four things and you tell us your choice. So this week, it's favorite movie cop. Martin Riggs, John McClane, Marion Cobra, Cobretti, or Axel Foley. You know my answer is Axel. God. Mm. Actually, no, my I answer asked. is John McClane. Yeah, Steve, I asked for clarification on this earlier, and I was told I could pick a TV series, but I apparently can't, so now I'm going to pick McClane. Well, no, you can actually, if you would like to tell us your favorite movie or favorite fictional cop, Tell us, and then just pick one of these. Okay. Dion knows my answer because I suggested that I dress like these two cops at the next yes. convention we work together. <laughs> yes. And my favorite cop of all time on the big screen or little screen is Jimmy McNulty. I feel like I have so much in common with this guy. But um, my favorite cop in the movie is Gabby John McClane. He's great. Mm -hmm. I do. I do really like Cobra, though. Like I really like Cobra. Hey, Dion, sing Working so hard. Trying to make a living. Working all day. Gotta keep hustling. Did I even get those words out fully before you started singing that? Nope, because I knew where you were going, buddy. Because <laughs> like I, I, bought, I bought the movie on Blu-ray recently, and I watched it. I was like, this is a good fucking movie. I'm just like... So what you're telling me is you, you must love Beverly Hills Cop since Cobra's just the, rem the remnants of Beverly Hills Cop. Sure, I'll, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll take that entirely. That's fine. That's entirely fine. <laughs> Oh, uh, apparently there's a Mandalorian video game that leaked. Probably fake, but you know it did leak. It's not even a leak. Uh, the new Batman has been shown in more detail, and we have a transcript yeah. of that in just a moment. Uh, but before we get into that, 
Anything else you guys want to say about favorite cops? Axel all day. I got I love me some Axel. I really, really do. My man cool. went to all the way to fucking Beverly Hills to find the guy that killed his best friend. You know, one of my favorite True. parts of that movie. I just so many good ones, but Axel's my, my go to. Perfect. So, folks, we're going to check in with you in just a second. God damn it, no! Okay, right <laughs> now it is. Right now it is. TLJ Screwjob has a question. Ethical question about Jeff for Dion. If Jeff, if Jeff says the gamer word, are you happy the black half said it or angry the white half said it? Mm. All I can say is he didn't sacrifice with us, is all I can say. <laughs> That's right. Emmett Till is not happy. <laughs> I'm on my own island here, man. Not by choice. Uh, hate your existence. All joking aside, I don't think we, Dion. I don't think we've ever said that to each other. No, that ever. We've been friends for over a decade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, this just not how it's like. Not even for the show. It's like we just don't operate that way. We're sorry to be not disappointed. How the real world actually works. Yeah, we're exactly. not that hard. We're kind of like Key and Peel, except nobody sold out. Did, did right. Key, and Key end up with a white woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just like Key and Peel then. There you go. As far as I know, I thought Key, uh, Jordan's girlfriend was, was white, I thought. Oh, it's Chelsea Peretti. She's famous. Mm, there you go. Yeah, uh, they're married. Ooh. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Keegan Michael Key is married, has been married twice. Both white. Yikes. Yeah. Good for you, Keegan Michael Key. Dion, on a scale of one to Lena Dunham, what do you think of Keegan Michael Key's wife? I'm about to pull her up right now on screen. (laughs) I I hate how the fact that that was prefaced with one to Lena Dunham. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it, it should be Lena Lena Dunham to 10. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not thinking that. Yeah, because one Delina Dunham is just like that's not a that's not a fucking choice. That's a that's a. It's like, would you rather be shot in the knee or the elbow? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a torture situation, <laughs> right? So grumpy old bastard says, uh, "Sorry, Dame, James Dietrich says I want Peter to make a comeback from the multiverse with a Spider Gwen waifu pill that MJ can't stop talking about or stop asking him about. That would be weird. <laughs> That'd be funny. I dig it. I'd laugh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, grumpy old bastard says just wanted to point out that disney thinks it's wrong to call a fictional starship slave one but it's okay to do business with a country that uses slavery in real life well yeah mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah they're not wrong that's the rub <laughs> that, that's, welcome that's to hollywood it welcome to hollywood weird. it's it kind of hurts reading that because there's a lot of truth there it's kind of ugly <laughs> yeah buddy do we really need to get into the Chinese concentration camps where they? Keep no, we can pass slaves? this week. Okay. Dixon Cider says we're. Ha- <laughs> the stuff that's coming is making me laugh. Uh, Dixon Cider says we're having an eighteen plus anime convention at the end of the month. If they have horse dongs, do you want me to get one for Dion? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Why is that even a question? That's that's not a question. That is just do first it. of all, first of all, eighteen plus anime convention questions. Yes. Why are they selling so horse questions dongs? Why are they selling horse dongs? Second question. Basically, it's it's going to be a, a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of fat white dudes and a lot of a lot of uh, 
Athletic black dudes trying to hit on all on, on all the white anime girls. That's all it's gonna be. Athletic <laughs> black dudes. So so you, you best that up. It's gonna be a bunch of fat white dudes and semi-athletic black dudes hitting on the three white girls that are there. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Kendo. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I just want to know what the vendor that sells horse dongs also sells. Because it's such <laughs> an obvious that, that is a legitimate question. It's I, not like they're I selling almost, funnel cakes I almost, and horse I almost, I almost want pictures, but then again, I don't want pictures. <laughs> no, funnel cakes and horse dogs. God damn it. I want to see the vendor, the vendor booth or whatever table where that's like the, 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 the it's like it's like like fucking poppy sticks, horse dongs. Like where's where where does this come in? What's happening here? Dude, I want I want our store. To be funnelcakesandhorsedongs.com. <laughs> hey, oh, I bought a way different ex- online experience than you plan for. Dude, we, we, we could have it like where you go to worldclassbullshitters.com and it's just shop and it just transfers you to funnelcakesandhorsedongs.com. I want that to be like our online store. I can't buy a photo case or a horse dog from this website. No, you can't. But it's funny. Uh, folks, if you want to meet Dion in person and bring him a horse dong, we'll be there too. Uh, come to Horror Hound Cincinnati, September 10th through the 12th and, uh, at the Sharonville Convention Center. We'll have a table. We'll have our banner. Uh, we might have a couple extra things, uh, some extra stealing solos. So if you missed out, uh, you might be able to get one. But you can meet us. You can meet Robert England and all these other celebrities that's gonna, that are going to scroll on screen right now as we talk. Hey, um... <laughs> Do you guys really want to buy that domain? Because we can do it right now. How much is it? Um, it's really, it's really fucking inexpensive. Apparently, I'll buy it now. Hold on, send me the URL. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys can take over the show for a minute. Uh, I'll just, yeah, Nick, keep sending it. But uh, horror hound guys, Lape is making us a beer. It's Bruce Sexico. Kendo, we'll have to... Actually, you know what? We're not going to christen it Brusexco, because if you can't drink it right away, Kendo, I don't think that's fair. Do you? I guess not. Beep boop. Beep boop, yeah. There we go. Let's let's get Dion another turkey costume. Should (laughs) should we do that on air? Well, yeah. Kind of have to now. Of course. Of course. Hold on. Let me make sure. Let me just pull up... uh... (laughs) We'll look together. Uh... Oh my god. What kind of turkey costume do we want to get? You want to get the same one, Dion, or you want something better? Preferably better if I got is there, a choice. Is, 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 is there something a little bit more regal, you know, with, with 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 some gold filament we can get, you know, something 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 a little bit more, you know. Upper, well, upper folks, class. if you'd like to partake and send Dion a costume to wear to meet Billy Zane, you guys have that power. But this is what we got so far. <laughs> There's a Oh, come too. on. I don't know I don't about know, that. I, yeah, I don't I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Hold on, I got it. Let's look up inflatable costumes. There you go. There you go. Because you don't have to be a turkey, Dion. This is but, true. This is also true. Holy shit! You, <laughs> Kendo. Oh I think I found an inflatable costume for you, buddy. <laughs> is it a turtle? Uh it's as on brand as Ninja Turtles for Kendo. You guys ready? Yep. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> You thought I was going to give you something shitty. No, I, I, I'm not Dion, so I know I won't be dressed up weird. That's true. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adult available Cartman costume, Nickelodeon South Park? What the hell? 
I guess because they're all owned by Paramount and Viacom, but yeah, that's a dumb way to describe South Park. That yeah, kind of really makes weird. so that makes sense because I I I have recently broke down and bought the cock um, because they've decided they want to have extra Premier League matches this year featuring the team I watch, and I noticed there was a lot of CBS shows that were on the cock network, and I'm like, wait a second, how do they have all this stuff? Because these belong to CBS. So Paramount Plus and Peacock are very similar. I wouldn't be surprised if down the road we found out we were paying for the same streaming service twice. Probably. That's how they get you. <laughs> get him the unicorn. I was just going to click on the unicorn or or the alien uh, sexual in, uh, encounter. How would you feel about I mean, getting assaulted by an alien, Dion? Uh, depends. If it's a Sigourney Weaver alien or similar, I'm all in. If it's the, uh, the alien and Sigourney Weaver alien, not so much. No, no, no. It's, it's the, the alien right here. Three it's Roswell the one, it's motherfuckers one. from down the road. No, no, no. <laughs> Not the neighbors. Not the neighbors. Nope. Nope. That's too much. It's the uh, it's the one from Species. That that that's who it is. Okay. So we each need to get a pig costume, and we should be the pig in a poke crew from the fucking yes! National Anthem European Vacation. <laughs> we'll be pigs. Wink, wink. I fucking love that movie. All right, Dion. So you have many choices. I think Mr. Potato Head's a good choice. I think that's a good one. That's solid. But well, I want to be able to see my. I want to see my he, face. You know, yeah, for the yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we gotta know it's Dion. If it's if it's if it's Mr. Potato Heads, it's gonna be awkward. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm just laughing at all the possibilities of Dion in an inflatable suit. Thanks. <laughs> it's it's fun, bro. It's fun. So, um, I was taking care of something behind the scenes, and now we have. FunnelCakesAndHorseDogs.com Son of a bitch, I was trying to buy it myself. I'm literally on on GoDaddy.com about to spend $30 to buy it for two years. Sorry. Oh my god. No, no, you bought it out from underneath me. I was going to buy it and give it to us anyway, so it it works. Dude, I own so many surprising URLs. Uh, Dustin and I used to talk about if you could time travel. You should go back in time and buy URLs and then sell them to companies. So I was like, yeah. wait, these are really good URLs I should own. So you'd be surprised which ones I bought. Oh, oh no, dude, no. And, 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 and even and even then, shit. like there's a yeah, there's even I know on GoDaddy, there's a way you can sell them on there. Like they'll you can put them up for for sale for sure. So yeah, dude, there's stories of like people that have gone on there in days that like the URL expires, they'll buy like DallasCowboys.com and then they'll have to sell sell it to Jerry for like a million dollars or something like that. Jerry, no, thank you. No, Jer- Jerry Jones can afford more than a million dollars. Sell it to that fucker for ten. Yeah, and Zeke. I was Elliott like, Jerry Jarrett can only afford certain. a million dollars. All right, uh, we'll talk about wrestling, folks, in just a moment. Um, while we're waiting, uh, TLJ Screwjob says, "Yeah, Kendo, I only know about April O'Neil's April O'Neil because of the cinema snob reviews of it." I am not. Wait, Cinema Snobs reviewed porn? Oh, God, he reviews tons of porn. Oh, I was unaware of that. Yeah, I met the Cinema Snob once. He was super fucking nice. Well, I mean, uh, anybody that spends all day reviewing porn should be nice. He's little, though. <laughs> I that actually also makes sense as to why he's watching so much porn. Yeah, well, he's probably got one buff arm. Mm. Cesare Japan says, there's also a Batman manga by Japanese manga Kaya or Kia Asamiya, 
Esamaya. Also, did Kendo find live action Bowser at Rule 34? Get Robin here, Jeff. Oh, I very <laughs> well could have. All I know is Bowser was fucking Mario in a way that I've never seen Bowser fuck Mario before, whether I was playing the game or not. Was he using his tennis turtle? No, no. Surprisingly, he wasn't. He was just uh, on top of him going to town. <laughs> yeah, Naked Fame, I'm sure he has a really strong handshake. There was no, there was, there was no flower power going on. There was no fireballs. No. Well, there might have been two. No cash and prizes. Adam Wofford, thank you very much. He says, I would visit Star Trek the next generation long enough to steal all the medical information and cures for all the sickness and give everyone or give it to everyone for free. Thank you. I never took into account that I could bring shit back with me because that's going to change my answer. I don't want to just go to Coruscant to hang out. If I can do that and bring back technology, the hollow deck just sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything again. I'd bring back one of those things that can manipulate the uh, lottery numbers. Oh, from, uh, yeah, from uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, the slot machine ring? Yep. That's an amazing ring. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, look, I, I hit the jackpot again. God, I'm just so lucky. I made a billion dollars in quarters in 1976. <laughs> Here's how you can, too. Like, no, just, and just cash in most of these. The rest of them I won't leave and roll so I can punch people out. <laughs> and then pay them off with my copious amounts of money. There you go. And and, and then, Jeff, you, you you invest in Apple and Microsoft. Now, head, I would. Headcase Laboratory, we will read your super chat in a moment because that is the perfect transition. TLJ Screwjob, Screwjob says the best part was that you watched Black Dynamite and then just got to the Shang Tsung treatment from Tales from the Hood 2. Your soul is mine. That's fucking true, man. Yeah, well, it was. It, it was. It and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We, we, we didn't tell anything. We didn't pre prerequisite um, Kendo about Black Dynamite at all. We didn't tell him anything about it. We just said this is a Black Exploitation movie. It's really funny. We, we, we watched it before. We're going to watch it with you. That's all mm-hmm. we said. Yeah, and I thought it was actually a real black exploitation film from like long ago until they got to the scene where they were talking to all the pimps. I'm like, wait a second, I know that guy, I know that yeah. guy, I know that guy, I know that guy. These guys, these guys are like recent actors. That's that's Cedric Yarborough. That's how is this from the 70s? Wait, yeah. Tommy Davidson, he ain't that old. Yeah, so but no, it, once again, that movie's fucking awesome. I'm still waiting for Michael J. White to complete his second one of that of, of from that genre, whenever the fuck he feels like it. You guys want to know something cool? What's up? My daddy says my or my mom says my daddy's name is Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth, little girl. Lots of cats are named Black Dynamite. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> my mama says my daddy's name is Black Dynamite. Oh, shut your mouth, little girl. Uh, but I think I, I think the cartoon is still on Hulu. Check it out if you can. It's fucking hilarious. It's it's so much fun. Naked Fame says the best film cop is Frank Drebin. The chat has spoken. Oh my god! Oh, Frank, never mind. Yeah, there you go. That's the god one. damn it! I forgot. That all right? Yeah, he wins. Frank Drebin is the best oh, movie cop Jesus. of all time. R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, I yes, fucking love that guy. Always had white hair. Always had fucking yep. white hair. I've never known him to have ever any since, hair but white hair. Ever since fucking prom night, man. Mm. Nick, I know most people fall in love with Leslie Nielsen from The Naked Gun, but I think of Leslie Nielsen from Creep Show, and I'm unsettled with how fucking cruel he was in that movie. Yeah, because like no, no, because I, I, yeah, I grew up with him, you know, with all those funny parodies and things like that too. And then all of a sudden, I think I like. I watched Creep Show when you know in, in high school, and I was like, "What the fuck, man!" Like he was super creepy then, because I'm just like, "Yeah, 
he's really selling it and he's doing a good job and this is really this is yeah this is just <laughs> really yeah. difficult to watch oh dude watch okay so i remember him as a kid watching like the naked gun movies at my grandparents house and then dracula dead loving it and then i saw airplane Goddamn, Dracula Dead and Loving then, It is a Drac. Okay, Dracula Dead Loving It is is a hidden Mel Brooks uh, it's gem, a gem that it's that so every good. that everybody everybody should watch because it's so fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude, oh it's my so god. Good. And then like I saw him in an Airplane, and then the uh, same thing as an adult, I saw him in the Creep Show movie, and I'm like, whoa, <sighs> mind blown. Yeah, <laughs> did they Nick, did I tell you about oh. the uh, Creep Show poster I was working on? I'm I'm sorry. What? The creep show poster. Remember when I used to do horror artwork? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had an idea. It was a poster that was going to be framed like a comic book page, and each row was going to be five panels that tell the entire story of each movie. But I could I I watched it. I watched it like fifty times. I got all the dialogue transcribed. I just never made it. But that was one of those projects I wanted to projects I wanted to make. So awesome, creep man. show. That would have been that would have been really cool. Well, down the road, we'll get a license or something and do it officially. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's some creep show. Maybe <laughs> Dr. Coffin out there for you, buddy. There you go. Yeah. It was oh, funny because, yeah, I was, I, was, I was on a beach recently and I thought of that. I was like, this is this is reminds me of this right now. Dude, that's the first thing I said when I was uh, in Connecticut on a beach. I was like, shit, it's like creep show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have one more like to hit 300 likes tonight, uh, and we'll keep on rolling with the show. Now, technical chat, this is next level. He says, I'm a fire spray for you. Man, that really changes the flow of that Britney Spears song. Wow. <laughs> um, Free Britney. Is she, is she okay? I, you um, know what? I don't know. I really don't know. I keep Here's, here's open, I guess. Yeah, I keep Thank hearing you, fire spray to her parents who have some weird conservativeship over her. But it's like Brittany is the same age as like me or maybe a little bit older. So she's, you know, pushing that over the hill point. And wait, why is she not in charge of her own shit? Because I am. Why isn't she not even famous? Well, it's just her. Yeah, it, it, it's because of her mental breakdown. They had um, they had all this stuff going on where she, you know, once again she, she went crazy, and uh, they need they need somebody to take over her money, so she didn't want anything stupid. So the courts got involved, and you know, I mean, yeah. as much money as she had, it takes a lot of stuff to do that is stupid to spend it all. Yeah, true, true. I'd be willing to try. Same. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Elon, if you want to give us the exact amount that Britney Spears had, we can burn it in record time. Uh, we will <laughs> live stream the whole thing, folks. If you like, like, we gave each of these guys five hundred million dollars, and they've spent a hundred million dollars. It's only on action figures. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> we would uh, we would buy a big bad toy store real fucking quick. Guys, you know what we could do. What outside of like, like saying toys all day, dude? We should, with our five hundred million dollars each, we should buy up every domain and just change everything to funnelcakesandhorsedongs.com. <laughs> and that's like Amazon, dude. Dude, you had me at horse dongs. <laughs> we, hey, okay. Dion, are you back? We had you at horse dongs too. <laughs> 
Um, well, while Dion stepped away for a second, we had a super chat from... Well, we'll read Samurai Vaders in a moment. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, instead of Jedi Knight and Master, they need to change them since Knight is a European term and Master, well, same as Slave 1. <laughs> so, Jedi Knight so, and so, Firespray? So, 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 so Jedi, Jedi Trainer and Jedi Superior, like that? No. Yeah, it's like Je- uh, working in corporate America in 2019. There you go. Uh, uh, Jedi or uh, Jedi hourly employee and fire spray. <laughs> Jedi, yeah, Jedi, Jedi hourly and, and Jedi salary. There you go. Yeah, there it is. He's a fire Jedi spray fire worker. Spray. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's fire sprayed. Yeah, he got promoted recently. He's he's now fire sprayed. Uh, you know, employed. So. Isn't that Peter North's uh, sci-fi name, Kendo? Fire spray. I mean, it could be if he's got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Killa Killa says live action anime that was good. Kenshin. I haven't seen Kenshin. Have you guys? Nope. Nope. Sean Carter sends in a super chat that's accurate. If the holodecks were real, they'd become stained messes. 100%. 100% true. Uh, yep. 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 Fuck, fuck OnlyFans. Holodecks would be the way to go. That's right. Hey, DR, are you back yet? Because Samurai Vader sends in a super chat that says, hello, all my world-class N-words. Also, hi, Dion. Jeff. Jeff. What's a Nubian? Hmm? Well, Kendall, let me tell you. It doesn't work on I hate. Good. Now, there is one thing, not to honey dick the audience, but there was one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the wrestling segment, and that is the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman. We saw... The image last year with a little footage, it was whatever. I'm not a fan of the suit, but the movie could be good. But uh, CinemaCon is happening right now, and there's a little bit of information. You guys ready to hear about it? Yes. Uh, yes, Jeff, I am turned. Good. Bruce Wayne walls to ominous piano music. For some reason, Batman has always stood as one of the major characters of the 20th century, Pattinson says. We see him in the cowl removing it. He says it's erratically different from other Batman movies. Reeves said we haven't seen anything grounding it the way we year one does. It's not an origin story, but it is Batman in his early days. Footage shows Batman beating up goons set in red light, explosions, police officers, and dark chaos. He's really working out of his rage pattinson says all the fights seem very personal he's very he uses various weapons to beat down enemies a shot shows andy circus's alfred the batmobile drives with flames coming from its exhaust we can't wait for you to see the batman in theaters next year reeves says so (laughs) i yeah so andy circus is do what now yes andy circus is Okay, he beep booped out pretty hard. Yeah, he did. How about now? Uh, Am I here? There you go. Now you're back. So if Andy Serkis is Alfred, is he a CGI Alfred? No, 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 no. He's a mocap Alfred. Get it right. Okay, because I'm just checking because Andy Serkis apparently does all his best work in that that form. You know, he mocap, you know, all that other shit. Yeah, he's going to, he's, 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 Andy Serkis is going to mocap Andy Serkis as Alfred. That's how it's going to be. Dude, that'd be cool. I, I'd yeah. be okay with that. Yeah, he, Andy Circus is going to deep fake Andy Circus, so that, that's how that's how they're going to do it. Hmm. So, this obsession with telling a young Batman story, 
what ask yourselves this question folks seriously this isn't meant to be funny but what does this movie what is this going to bring that batman begins couldn't oh it's not an origin but it's batman early in his career okay if you cut out the first half of batman begins which i think is excellent you still have a second excellent half that's batman in his early years back then this was batman year one the movie essentially they talked about its inspiration are we going back essentially and telling the same story is this the first batman movie that's redundant yeah it's getting there yeah because these are once again, you're going to confuse the general audience into wondering what this is. Are they going to? Is, is there going to be a part two? Are they starting a new Batman series? What's going on? And if this is a one-off, <clears throat> which I think is the way they're going with it, um, it's going to confuse them. They're going to think there's going to be another one coming in. And when they do another Batman movie, they're going to be like, "Oh, this is, this is a part two to the other one that came out a few years ago." You're just going, you're just going to confuse the general audience, and it's not going to do you any good, really. I wish studios would understand that by constantly rebooting your superhero movies and taking for fucking ever to make them, you never, ever get out of your own way. You want to dream about franchises and crossovers and big movies that make a trillion dollars. Guess what? I don't really have love for Marvel the way I used to, but in 2008, they started right with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, and they built their way to the Avengers. They didn't put 12 movies, and they also didn't jump in the middle of the Hulk's origin, or they were like, ah, you know how Iron Man became Iron Man. Here he is in Serbia. Like, no, they gave you a fucking story, and they built to a point. And that's what I respect about what they did. And it's gone by the wayside, but Batman, again, is a young man? Who cares? Christian Bale did it. Technically, Michael Keaton's story is this. It's not an origin, but it's the first year of Batman. Uh, Alexander Knox is trying to get the story. Vicki Vale's trying to get the picture. The police have a file. What is different about Matt Reeves' Batman, in theory, than the previous Batman 89 and Batman Begins? If you're going to compare those three films, you're probably going to get a lot of people that say the new one's lesser. And the only thing I can say with absolute certainty is that costume sucks asshole. Fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look great. His, Definitely doesn't look great. Got, yeah. Look, when he has and, to write and, down and, all and, the crimes that happened. He's got pens right there on his wrist. Okay. So God. And 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 what? The 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 bad guy in, in the new one is the Riddler, even though he looks like uh fucking seven. Like seven sudden. years old or the movie seven? The movie seven. He looks like he looks like uh, uh fucking Kevin Spacey from seven. Like because uh, yeah because he's got like I mean well yeah he has a vibe anyways he's got like this tape on his face and everything that he's supposed to be the Riddler but it I don't know it doesn't well it looks like they wanted to do Hush but then yeah. chicken out at the last minute and decided to do the Riddler again listen I'm 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 still leaning more towards giving this one a shot but it's just it's just this like hey what's the what's the 2020 something version of Batman and it's like okay well it's nothing new it's nothing imaginative it is retreading old shit only this time it's gonna be Bat Pat, you know, and with yeah. shit in red tint for some reason. Dion, you don't like red tinted everything? Oh man, yeah. I just for some some reason I just don't like. It. I can't I can't get on board with it. I don't know what it is. All red everything. Eva Marie. Oh, well, not everything's red <laughs> if you know what I mean, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just it's. It... Once again, DC needs to learn how to do a dark movie without actually making it visually fucking dark. That's what they need to learn. Right. right. Because it because it it, it 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 visually being dark doesn't mean that it's a dark movie. Like understand it. Like the context, mm -hmm. the context, the emotion, the way you p portray it, the story will convey that that feeling of 
of it being dark as opposed to the actual visual fucking frame being dark. Like it's it's dumb. They need to learn the difference and they need to stick with it. Um they did pretty good in Suicide Squad with it being like ultra violent and funny and quirky and things like that. Like that's the route they need to kind of go with because if they go with the rated R thing and that's sort of a thing, they'll be okay because Disney won't do that. They need to kind of stick in their lane and keep doing that thing. Yeah, I'm a I don't want to be that guy that bitches about everything, but we'll wait and see. If people say, well, we've never had a bad Batman on film. George Clooney. That's the worst. <laughs> I don't want to say Christian, or uh, what's his face? Robert Pattinson's going to be that bad because it's unfair to call that. But I will say, when Batman's on screen... There's a level of escapism, a level of excitement I feel no matter what Batman I'm watching, minus George Clooney, where I go, wow, Batman, and I want to be like Batman or be Batman. It's a cool thing. Every kid dreams of being Batman at some point. The cape, the costume, the fucking suits of armor, essentially the costume, the car, the cave, all that stuff. You have so much that is Batman and that is cool. And I know Michael Keaton got the same treatment as Robert Pattinson, but Michael Keaton was also, in hindsight, I like all those Michael Keaton movies that people bitch about. Oh, Michael Keaton is going to play Batman? He's not the right guy. I think Beetlejuice is a great movie. The Dream Team's weird. Mr. Mom's good. Michael Keaton had some good shit. Um, I don't like Robert also- Pattinson movies. And I've watched, what's the one with the fu- what's the one where he's in the back of the car and he looks like Bruce Wayne that everyone went on about? I Neopolis saw that. Or Neopolis or whatever it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that when it first came out because people were like, he's not just the Twilight guy. He's just the fucking Twilight guy. <laughs> And no, it's not, oh, you have to wait, you have to see. Look, I saw what I oh, saw. God. I've seen that guy's films. Prove me wrong. I will be the first person to admit I'm very happy. We'll so see, Batman, Yeah, yeah uh, also, uh, Multiplicity, Michael Keaton. Oh, God, yeah. God, such a great Fucking movie. love that movie. So good, so good. I might watch Batman tonight. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the Batman 89 comic is out? No. Yep. No, I did not see that. Okay. Don't buy it. It kind of sucks. Oh, oh that's disappointing. I know. Yeah. It sucks. And Superman 78 was pretty bad, too. Damn, man. Oh, if I had to say which I would read a second issue of, I would re- I would rather read Batman 89 more than finish Superman. Okay, what's the what's the what's the problem with Batman in the comic? What, what what's the deal? Did they did they yeah, did they mess something up? Did they did... movie or something? Yeah. Well, or they... First off, weird thing to say. A Batman comic doesn't feature very much Batman. So, okay. if you're reading the whole story, I'm sure it'll be better down the road. But it's like a half story. It's not even a full one. There, uh, I like what they're doing with Harvey Dent. But what they what they did is sell you on this world of Batman post Michael, you know, post eighty nine between returns, and they do that. But it's I don't know. They don't capture the spirit well. The artwork is good for the most part, but the actors aren't that on model. Like they like to sell you, oh, we got Michael Keaton and this and that, and yeah, on the cover it looks like Michael Keaton, and in some pictures it does. But in nineteen eighty nine, we had a much better Batman comic adaptation by the artwork or with the artwork of Jerry Ordway. And it's kind of hard. And, and story there, too, isn't as good. So it's kind of hard to get excited about this comic when it doesn't look as good as the 1989 comic and it doesn't read as well as other Batman books. So not to be mm-hmm. Debbie Downer, Mr. Negative here, but folks, if you have a, a Batman itch that you need to scratch, I strongly recommend reading the old Batman 89 
um, comic book if you're you know dying for that. Sorry to break your heart, Dion. That damn man, yeah, that sucks. I know, dude. He said Batman '89 comic. I was like, oh shit, I need to call uh, my former local comic emporium and be like, yo, pull these for me. No, I don't. Now, Headcase Laboratory had sent in a very nice super chat earlier that says CM Punk returned. AEW, 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 hashtag pipe bomb. So, guys, uh, it finally I'm fucking on. happened. Yeah. It's People have been talking about it for years. CM Punk's going to return. Okay, he's back. He has the Cult of Personality theme song. He looks pretty good. It's weird how it, it's like he stepped out of the WWE right into this. Dion, since you are the biggest CM Punk mark on the channel, uh, what were your thoughts about his return? <laughs> easy, easy. I'm joking. Um, By the way, before I, you give your answer, yeah, you know what I'm going to say to you? What's that? Moving forward, every CM Punk piece of whatever entertainment will be judged outside of meeting him. Okay. He was a dick, and I didn't oh. like him, and I never want to meet him again. But if he does good shit... I've always given him the benefit of the doubt. I just refuse to buy his merchandise. So I'm taking that out moving forward of all discussions. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's very fair. Like I said, I, I never was a fan of him personally. Uh, you know, and even, you know, the way he left the WWE, I wasn't a fan of how he did it. But, but yeah, no, um, it was, it was, it, this, you know, Kendo and I previously were joking. It'd be hilarious if, you know, all this shit, them going to Chicago and it's not CM Punk. You know yep. the chaos that would ensue would be hilarious, but they actually they actually did it. Tony Khan didn't Tony Khan the whole situation, um, and yeah, he didn't drop a pipe bomb yet. You know he 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 cut he's cut two decent promos uh, so far, but yeah, it's 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 definitely bought my interest so far. Um, obviously, he hasn't wrestled in seven years, so we'll see where he's at. You know, I don't know if the first person I would have had him wrestle is Darby fucking Allen. Um, right. but, uh, you know, that's kind of, I think a, a, a bit of a waste of a big return, but, uh, you know, and then they, and, and, and again, credit to, to AEW, they, you know, that the call of him coming back from Jr. from Tony Schiavone definitely was, 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 was closer to the top form of that. So it's, it's, it's fun to see excitement back in, in, uh, in pro wrestling and whether, you know, again, I, I always like the character CM Punk. Like I said, never a big fan of the of the dude. Uh, but you know, I love the pipe bomb in 2011. I, you know, I, I did kind of like him going forward. You know, the shit that he and Jeff Hardy did is super underrated. So I'm I'm definitely interested, man. I, I um we'll see how how interested I am once this match with Darby Allen happens. Uh, but yeah, it's uh it's it it does make me excited as as it t- for the future in terms of. Established talent, so it. I will say that it has bought my interest. Kendo. So I was never the biggest. I mean, like CM Punk, and when he left, I was like, God. Did you leave just like CM Punk? Hello. Did you just pull a, a wrestling man as well and walked out? Yep, he's getting his, his paper sent to him on his wedding. That was kind of a dick move. It was a huge, that's a, the most Vince McMahon move ever. No. It doesn't matter what you think. Okay, you're All back. Right, you're back. 
I'm back. I'm back. Right, okay. Now you were right, saying you got cut off. Yeah, I had to take a Z pack. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, so I was never the biggest CM Punk fan. I am. I, I look. I enjoyed his matches. I was sort of rooting for him to beat the Undertaker and beat the streak, only because I had money on the line. But yeah, no, Dion and I were seriously going back and forth about how much. How funny it would be if they just trolled yes. the shit out of people with this whole CM Punk's coming back for the first, you know, AEW rampage in Chicago. It didn't happen. When it happened, I broke the dinner, the dinner engagement I had early. I was like, I got to go home. I got to do this thing. I was like, I sent a message earlier in the day. said, hey, download, you know, TNT app to our Roku. I set it all up because I was like, I want to watch it. Because I either want to see it happen or I want to see it not happen. Because I want to be able to be there for when it does. And they did it perfectly. They did it perfectly. They left again during the rumble. <laughs> perfectly, right, Dion? Perfectly. perfectly. It's funny, Kendo. <laughs> we were all excited for you to move and then. Yeah, your internet goes to shit real quick. <laughs> to be fair, he has a storm, so it's not like he's you know. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't. Okay, that make that makes sense. Is this that thing on? Sense. That's where he went earlier. The power got hit. So okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We can hear you. We can hear you, buddy. We can hear you. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyway, I thought they did the, uh, the look. They did the debut. They yeah, they did the debut perfectly, which for AEW is very difficult because they've done they use very terribly. Um. I would like to hope that between Punk and Brian and Punk and Danielson, that maybe, just maybe, they'll have two people that have the balls to say, no, that is fucking stupid, to the EVPs in the back there at AEW that just want to have fun and they just want to make things look funny and hokey and dumb. Say, listen, yo, dumb fucks. You look retarded. Stop doing that. Omega, what's with the gesticulating? What's with the prancing around and all that other dumb shit? Stop it. We're a wrestling company. Do wrestling. I hope that that yeah. happens. Punk is the type of person that would do that. I would like to think Danielson is as well, too, because him and Punk kind of have the same thing. They came up through the Indies, went to Ring of Honor. Danielson did Japan. I have hope now for AEW to fight. And get their shit together. Although, although promo thing at the end of Rampage, and it was like <laughs> uh. <laughs> the anticipation is killing me. I know. What do you think is going to happen again? Yeah, you're, you're back yet. Oh, God. Right in the wheelhouse, too, where I had really good points to bring. Um, essentially, I hope that Punk and and Brian Danielson come in and they can maybe right the ship. Although, Tony Khan came out and cut a promo after Rampage the other night that was extremely fucking cringy. He looked like a 14-year-old girl at a My Chemical Romance concert. And it made me go, oh, God, no, please why do you have a microphone? Stop doing it. You have no social skills. Stop, 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 stop. And uh, I really, I, I just, look, 
I want AEW to be the thing that it was supposed to be, and I hope that this does it. Or at least gets it on the direction to go in that way. So the balls in WWE's court, they responded with SummerSlam. Uh, and uh, their big gets were the return of Bork Laser, who looks like a fucking onion, and Becky Lynch returns to beat Bianca Belair in 26 seconds. That's how you build a new star, right? Listen, I, you know, and I think to, to, to Kendo's point, AEW has all the reason to be good now because the fact that WWE's response to Punk going to AEW was this year's SummerSlam is that's the fucking go ahead. That's the ticket, man. Like if you put on a decent wrestling show from this point out, you're you're in the fucking mix. So the fact that they sacrificed Bianca Belair for a shitty thing with Becky Lynch. And now we get, you know, Bork laser fresh off his, he's back on cycle to, no. to, 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 to wrestle. <laughs> under- no, I just, no, I saw a picture works. of, I saw, I, put, I saw a picture of Bork laser. It looks like he found, he found, he found peace, serenity, green tea, and yoga all at and, once. Yeah. And, well, and, 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 and veganism as well. He's got like, he's got his beard and he's got his fucking little, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my thing too is, so he's supposed to be a face now. You know, he's supposed to be a, a good guy when you know he's been the fucking ass kicker since he came back. You know, and he's not gonna have Paul Heyman now. Like, so, so that's jumbled. You know, we've already know that Brock can't be alone. He can't cut his own promos. Uh, and and then obviously with Bianca Belair, you you know you you had all this momentum with her after WrestleMania, and now you just sacrificed it instead of letting them put on a great match, you know, and then obviously all the shit, you know, and then you had fucking Goldberg trot out there and have a fuck, apparently the the the, the idea was for him to have old man syndrome and fuck his knee up now, so SummerSlam main event picture fucking sucked, and if AEW fucks this up, now they deserve to, they deserve to die off because because WWE is giving you a silver platter of hey we're shitty right now you know make something of yourself and if you know they waste this shit you know if they if they don't go and get Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt now you know and don't have great shit with 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 Rusev being there and obviously Kenny Omega now and all this shit and you waste it on shit like Punk and Darby Allen then you deserve to fucking fail. You deserve to feel Yeah. You no. Know, so, yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that. So, like, Punk debuts on Rampage Friday night. Okay. So, we knew Punk was coming. It was the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. Like, they hinted at it, hinted, 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 hinted. Last night on Dynamite, they even hinted at Brian Daniels. Punk was doing a promo. The people started doing the yes chants. And then he's like, easy. That's not my shtick. That's somebody else's. But be patient. So, Literally, yes. they've got Danielson. They've got him. They've got him. He, he's he's all elite. It's just a matter of time. But yeah, so WWE's response to what happened on Friday night, uh, they're ratcheting up the pressure slightly on the other program was, we have this woman champion that we've been building up for a year. We're going to squash her to Becky Lynch. Granted, Becky's very popular, but they squashed her. That was their response. And then they turn around and their their championship one of their championship men because they've got two now uh, is they have 
fucking old bird, the, you know, the, the fucking geriatric come out there and fight Bobby Lashley, not in a short match, but in like a 10 minute match that ended with a referee stoppage, which means we're going to get another fucking at the third biggest pay-per-view of the fucking year. Correct. So we're going to get fucking another match. Crazy. We're going to get that a rematch. Was crazy. They're going to get a rematch. Probably a sweet Saudi money, six or seven, whatever it is now, because for some reason, the Middle East is like 30 years behind and they think Oldberg is still this thing. And so he's probably going to beat Lashley over there in Riyadh, even though they won't say where it's at because of bad PR. And then, you know, you've got Cena versus Reigns. So that's our once in a lifetime, you know, eight years in the future. And then Brock Lesnar comes out. Uh, apparently looking like an onion, as Jeff stated. I thought he looked like a Viking that was on the juice. And um, that's going to be our next Back on cycle, thing. baby. Yeah. Vince, Vince's solution to all this. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, they got Brock. Oh, they're probably getting Brock Davis. Oh, God. What are we going to do? Oh, I know. I know. I know. This is a solution. 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 We're going to squash Bianca. Fuck her in her long hair. Fuck her. She whips her hair back and forth. We're going to get back. Back. He's going to win the title. Squatter, and then uh, we got Goldberg. The people chant his name, Cheap. Yeah, Goldberg. And then, uh, oh, well, you know, we'll send Brock Lesnar out, and he's gonna confront Ryan Roman Reigns. And then we got Roman versus Brock, and it's gonna take us to WrestleMania. And then we'll get the Rock back, and the Tribal Chief is gonna gonna win. And we got the Rock. We we've got the star power. Good shit. Such good shit. That's what they got. Whoa. That's what they have right now. That's what they have. Is the part-time star power to combat what AEW is finally getting right, which is, hey, we're gonna get all these WWE stars that aren't WWE stars anymore, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully use them right, depending on the EVPs. Maybe they'll let them a lot. Hey, what was that, Young Bucks? Uh, a better tag team? Than you? Well, most of them are better than you. Oh, you want to super kick them eighty times to go over? Oh, that's fine. This is after. They put so much hype behind Bianca and Sasha Banks when they mm-hmm. knew that she wasn't going to be able to wrestle a week they ago. They advertised mm-hmm. it the day of. Yeah. The day of the fucking yeah. pay-per-view. They're saying Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, women's title match. Knowing, knowing that Sasha, word on the street is that she got the vid from the Mandalorian set, so blame Disney, folks, that – she wasn't going to be there. She wasn't going to be there. Like the rumor was going on for like a week. Oh, Sasha's sick. She can't be at the pay-per-view. What are they going to do? So, I mean, everybody knew the rumor was that Becky Lynch was coming back. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? So, oh, she's Becky's going to come back. She's going to cha- challenge Charlotte. Charlotte's been talking about her because the fans keep chanting Becky, Becky, Becky. And, you know, what do we get? We got a fucking squash match. Yeah, if AEW so can't steal some shine. Know. Yeah. If, if AEW can't steal some shine from this fucking company, they deserve to fucking go under. Because WWE's giving it to you right now. They're yeah. giving you oh, everything yeah. right now. Yeah. No. I they, just wanted to share this photo of John uh, Cena loving or John China loving Cena getting beaten up. Anyway, go ahead, Kendo. No, I was gonna build off what Dion said, dude. WWE had the ball. They fucking fired up a three. They bricked it hard with like ten yeah. seconds left, only up by one. This is it's completely up to AEW to fucking sink it and win this at this point, and they have the pieces to do it with. But will they get it right? That's the question. Because when is AEW's WrestleMania equivalent? 
All Out is... Is that All Out? Is that the one that's coming up in a couple weeks? I want to say, yeah. Because I will say the one thing I do like about AEW is they're sticking to the old formula of like four pay-per-views a year. I do like that. I don't like... We have a pay-per-view every month. Uh, that's the thing. It's like it's not really a pay-per-view when you're giving away on your streaming service for five bucks. Okay. And it's not being a, a, a big event. You went to 12 of them. So there's you're building three weeks to a pay-per-view. AEW does do that right in that they've got all out, which I believe is coming up in a couple weeks. Then they've got yeah, like the fifth of September which is in November. I mean I'm in I'm in a situation now where I'm more than willing to buy all out. If you guys want to come over and watch, that's great. Um, hmm. I'll do it. I don't mind spending the 50 bucks if AEW is going to give me something I want. Granted, up to this point, I haven't done that yet because I haven't been either in a spot where I could order the pay-per-view or want to pay for the pay-per-view. I want to see what they do. So far right now, they've got some matches that might be entertaining. But at the same time, you brought back you, – you, you got CM Punk who has been gone for seven years. Everybody that is a wrestling fan is pretty much wanted Punk back. He wanted his little odyssey of getting beat up in cage matches, which made him like 0-2, but due to some failed performance-enhancing drugs tests, he's now 0-1-1 or something like that. Hang your hand on however you want. But he's back, and you've got him fighting Darby Allen, whose big thing is that He's a punker, and he likes to fall off shit and get hurt for fun. It's like, I personally think Darby Allen's semi-entertaining, but I don't get his get. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that be his first fucking match. I would have. No. That that, that, that was so stupid. And I like Darby Allen for being the lovable little fuck-up, you know, but, you know, in the whole little coffin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the coffin dive thing is whatever, you know, but, you know, for for his first match to be – Darby Allen is just like at some point you gotta be like, listen, dude, you we we gotta sell tickets here, and nobody's paying to see you wrestle fucking Darby Allen. So right. I'll so be they, that. They, 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 they take the form of, they take this former main event star that the summer of punk, four hundred thirty four days as champion, all this stuff leaves because he's pissed at WWE. Come back to wrestling and they look. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna come back, but before you come back, we're gonna have Darby Allen because he got. With him, right? He's big, 62 years old. Next, fuck. that's not the point. He's sting, and we're gonna have him challenge you, and you're gonna accept the challenge when you debut. It's in the fucking rafters. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They show they they go to the rafters, and they're king and Darby. It's like, like I said, Tony Khan is his own worst fucking enemy. The guy has a fucking blank checkbook to write the checks all he wants. But he's trying so fucking hard to clone the Death Rose WCW that I'm like, dude, dude, you're doing this much right, but you're doing this much wrong. If you want to compete, Not to you got to do things slightly differently. Not to be an AEW mark, but I'm really excited for their video game. That's something I'll buy. I am too. I, am too. I Look, I had my buddy send me a message that said, Hey, do you like do you watch AEW? Their video game trailer looks great. And my response was, well, they spent $40 million on it. I hope it looked good. I'm looking forward to going to AEW. I have tickets, so I'll be there on the 8th. Oh shit, I'm going to the post all out show. Yeah. Cool. 
I got tickets to the burn the after show. All right. Nice. I didn't even realize that. I was gonna buy tickets. I was gonna buy tickets to full gear when it was in St. Louis, but I'm not in St. Louis anymore. So Dude, hey Dion, to make it worse, these are floor seats. Like I think I'm in like Dude. the sixth row behind the, the uh, announcer. Nice. I'm gonna be looking for your big ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, look for Phil and Dan. They're bigger than me these days, so they're there. Well, that, that is true. In in, in width size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, man, I, I just bring want the AW game. Remember, because... remember to bring Phil some some candy. So let him drink <laughs> root beer. Hey, 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 hey. He has a trouble. He's trouble. He cannot handle eating that much candy. Look, I want the AEW game for one reason. I want to do the creator wrestler mode. I want to make the four of us. And I want to have us in a match where it's a four eight-man tag match. And that every match I just beat the shit. We beat the shit out of Kenny Olivier, the dumb fucks, and a wrestler to be named later. Uh, that's that sounds awesome. If, if 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 we could if we could screen capture that and just record it, that'd be great. I have oh, access to Twitch now, so it'll happen. We need, to, we, need to, we need we need to record it and then put it in our own fucking like commentary. Yeah, every every night it's like Twitch stream, an eight man tag match. The world class bullshitters just beat the shit out of Twinkle Toes and the dumb. It's just, yeah, it's just, and the like, uh, uh, that's all it is. We'll start a faction like that. I'm trying to pull up a video. Our buddy Jeff the Iron Wolf made me in his uh, 2K19 game and has has me as part of his universe mode. So awesome. nice. And then a couple years back, one of our listeners was playing Fire Pro Wrestling and made a world class bullshitters arena. Remember? Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I forgot I about that. I saved those images on my other computer. I'll pull them up for you. I was trying to find the video from Jeff the Iron Wolf, but folks, uh, if you guys are interested. We'll have that on Twitch when the game comes out. We'll do all the fun um, stuff. I mean, they probably shouldn't have done a game when, in their first few years of, of doing this. I personally think that's not a good idea, but, you know, well, hopefully it works out. That's why did you hear? Red. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tony Khan's dad is a fucking super billionaire, and they went to the company that made all the great WWF games. So, like, they're throwing money at all the right people. We'll just see if the projects come out good. I mean, yeah. you know, no, no, that's that's fine. But I mean, it's still early. It's still early in there in, you know, in what they're doing to. I personally think it's a little too early for them to make a video game, maybe like 10 years in they make a video game, not like, you know, a, a few years in like you need to wait a little longer to to establish that, you know, it's going to be balls oh, to the wall. Crazy. It can be Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that that turns out. But I just you know, it's just you gotta you gotta hope that Tony Khan listens to the fucking professionals on what to do here because you've got nothing but runway. You've got all the runway no, in the fucking 100%, 100%, world. Yeah, you know, just just get the plane off the fucking ground. Don't be doing any crazy shit. You know, and and you know, I guess because because all outs always is in Vegas still, right? So you know, it's it's. You, you you cannot get caught up in like Kendall said the fucking death throws of WCW shit. You know, put the fucking kibosh on Big Show wanting to wrestle all the goddamn time. You know, you can't wrestle all the time, dude. You're not that guy. You're not putting asses in seats. You know, make sure you're using your vets, but you're not putting your vets over the younger talent and put the matches on that people want to fucking see. Eventually, stop doing all this bullshit with Miro. Have this motherfucker kick some ass as the TNT goddamn champion legitimately and put on good matches that people want to see. Knock all this bullshit off with all the gimmicky shit. 
I don't know what it is. Get st- get Matt Hardy to stop doing this goddamn big money match shit. It's incredibly fucking annoying. It's very you know, and, and you know, and you wasted the Matt Hardy Christian thing. You didn't do really what you should have done. Play play in your own court for right now. Be become the big fish in the little pond and then try to move on. Don't be trying to bite off more than you can fucking chew. And yeah, and stop doing this shit, you know. I'm cool with it being done at all out, but after this random Darby Allen match, you gotta tell Punk, listen, we're fucking trying to sell tickets. We're trying to get fucking we're trying to make some money here. So while you can wrestle these dudes, and I think he said he's doing only like four matches a year or some shit or whatever the fuck it is, you know, we're not gonna waste it on Darby Allens. You know, I know you wanna wrestle jungle boy and shit, but you can't do all that. <laughs> Exactly. Here's what AEW needs to do. Stop trying to throw shade at WWE every chance you get. Yes. You're not WCW. Yeah, yeah. WCW <laughs> did it. They used to make fun of WWE when they were winning. And then the tide turned. And they weren't winning anymore. And then Vince Russo started booking and shit, as it was described by Mr. Chavone on one of his podcasts, became a coffin on roller skates. You don't want to become that. Stop. Yeah. Stop going on national TV and trying to make fun of your competition who does not see you as competition. Because until you start (laughs) beating them and their flagship shows, you are not competition. Stop it. Be your own thing. I don't care about what the ratings of – Dynamite and NXT are. No one fucking cares about that. Nope. Just you nope. need to become the big fish in the little pond right now. Focus on that yeah. shit. Yes, you need to own Friday night. If your one hour show can start beating SmackDown on a national broadcast flagship station, then you can start, you know, kick, you know, th- start throwing rocks. Until then, yeah. stop treating yeah. everything you do as a shot across the bow to WWE because they're the big ship that's sailing off on the horizon that is not even concerned with you because Punk and his debut little thing, he took two shots at WWE. One was okay because it made sense. The other one, it was like not even right now. It's like, yeah, you had your little Wednesday Night War when it was their third brand versus your top brand. Right. Yeah, you beat them. Congratulations. You know, it'd be like if the Yankees beat, you know, the best team in double A. Great. Good for you. You know, you beat a bunch of guys that do this full time that aren't that good. So Hmm. keep it in perspective. Stop trying to rip on WWE every time you're on TV because Vince probably doesn't care. Punch him in the nose on Monday nights. That's when he'll care. There you go. Um, So let's. Catch and check up with the audience for the last time tonight, folks. We've been running a little long, but uh, we've been having a fun show. So we have a few more super chats, and then we're going to put this baby to bed. So Dixon Cider says, ordered a horse dong and funnel cake at any flavor and get a 16 ounce of jungle juice for free. Nice. Uh, okay. I'm down. Is that, uh, is, that, is, is, is that the standard package of the of the 18 plus anime con that you're going to? No, that's when you go to P-Way. Uh, which is the, the golden shower version of Speedway. Okay. And you okay. can have it your way anytime. 
Andrew Clark says, thoughts on MLP, My Little Pony Going Woke. Movie next month where ponies are now segregated and racist. They need help and only activist ponies can help. It's real. Wait, what? Are you are you fucking kidding me right now? Uh, Andrew Clark sent in the super chat. They're, he's here every week. So they're he's not ponies. They're ponies. They're, it's cartoons. It's a, it's a fantasy land. Like how? Oh, God damn it. Mm, I don't know. So, uh, also, technical chat, thank you very much for everything tonight. He says, Jeff, I enjoy your content. Your voice is perfect for broadcasting, and you have this built-in ability to say what you want and say it beautifully and professionally. I'm sorry about what happened in Las Vegas. I was disappointed. I was, too, uh, technical chat. I was very disappointed, but you guys can go back and listen to the High Council last week. There's a full retelling of what happened. There were witnesses. There were all this other shit. It's, uh, It's done. I don't have anything else to add. I don't need to try to get in a last word or throw in a dig at anybody. Cause you know what? We're not, uh, we're above that shit. So we just keep moving on. Andrew Clark again. Thank you very much. He says, EFAP favorite Batman movie, Batman and Robin. <laughs> um, I got a great idea. We will EFAP Batman and Robin. We'll start at the credits and we'll EFAP <laughs> each person. We'll IMDB each person who worked on the film and we'll go give them a negative rating. That's what we'll do. Um, I I just remembered I got something new that I won't be available. We didn't give mm-hmm. the name, man. We didn't even give it. <laughs> Shut up! You're coming. You'll be there I'm on day. I'm missing all those days. I'm gonna kick your ass later. It's <laughs> fine. I'm still busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. He says, here I am thinking it's because my phone is on data and not Wi-Fi. But no, it was Robo Kendo. Dead or alive, your internet's going with him. Look, in my <laughs> defense, I have better internet now because I had to move 1,200 miles to get it. But I cannot predict storms on a plateau. Look, it's not me. I had nothing to do with it. That's that's well, fair. I mean, you are you you are you on a reservation, so I think that that's a problem. Some easy, some easy, easy. Don't be mad because they're the real ones, and you're not. Hey, hey, blame, <laughs> blame, blame Chris Columbus, goddammit. No, not me. Hey, hey, hey. He was just a man with a boat. He made Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire show some goddamn respect. Yeah, don't be a dick, Nick. Uh, we'll watch Bachelor well, Party. Enjoy, and, and, enjoy your brand new internet that doesn't work, Kendo. Listen, oh works, snap it every Damn. night until today and yeah because conveniently there is a thunderstorm mm-hmm. outside i did not predict it i did look my weather app said it was gonna be partly cloudy skies i'm driving home i'm like these do not hey, look like hey, partly hey, cloudy hey, skies hey, hey here's the hey maybe here's the problem maybe you don't need to be on the reservation you know maybe that's maybe that's a problem kendo you know why do you keep bringing that up why I'm just saying, I'm just saying, quit, quit selling blankets, buddy. That's all I'm saying. I feel like there's some jealousy coming from, from you. I'm just trying to make sure you get out alive, blankets. man. I don't want your skull ending up as a coffee cup, okay? That's not going to hmm. happen. Sounds delicious. They like me here. Uh, <laughs> until, until they can't get Netflix anymore, and then, they, then they're going to kick you out. Hey, I only use Netflix to watch Breaking Bad. Which I will like will gladly report that th- the third time of asking, I finally got through it all, and um, yeah, I, I'm a popular person around these parts. I'm sure you are. I'm sure. Good you for are. you, man. Hey, look, the green <laughs> and the red chili burritos are both excellent. From Hardee's? No, from Speedway. Oh, oh my I, god! Look, 
I would never eat from Speedway. Dion and I, we we've learned the hard way. Yes, that was that was a, a drug excursion. Apparently, these speedways are different because they have been delicious both times. And Jeff, it's not it's not Hardy's around here anymore. It's now Carl's Jr. Oh, around here it's also Carl's Jr. I just don't eat there. I know but, the paradigm of my life has changed. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's read Adam Wofford's generous super chat. Adam says, so on the last action hero golden ticket, which character from any movie live action or animated would be, or would it be? But Dion, we all know who he'd pick Sigourney Weaver. That's so right. I guess if we have the magic golden ticket and we can bang a movie character, which is what he's asking. Uh, <laughs> Dion, Kendo, who are you banging from a movie? Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to go to you, Kendo, or uh, Nick, so get prepared. Okay, okay. All right. I got I to I look up some names, see what's going on here. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to take uh, Anne Hathaway before she got weird. All right. From the, the Princess Diaries. Okay. I saw that movie for the first time. Poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Jennifer Connelly from The Rocketeer. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's like that's like an all time great. Like no, that is one. Yeah, that, that, that's a good movie. And also, she's pretty hot in it too. <sighs> that or career opportunities. One okay. of the two. It's gonna be Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Nick, um, Scarlett Johansson, Iron Man two. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. We have a button for that here. Did you know that, Nick? What did you? Because every what? time we wanted to see that, we could just press it. Oh, and here she is. Oh my. Dion knows my story of Iron Man 2, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Dion, yeah. remember how everyone was freaking out? Iron Man's back. Marvel, let's go to 7-Eleven and get those slushies. And everyone got these fucking Iron Man cups. And I'm the only dude that wanted Black Widow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I saved that girl. <laughs> she was. And we old. watched a bootleg version in your dorm room. Yep. On yep. Monday. And we saw it in theaters on Friday. Folks, that was dedication. Yes, That's Nick. right. We were in it. Nick. We was in that fight. Nick, yeah, can I give an honorable mention from the both of us for Lindsay Lohan from the Herbie area when she was like eight, you know, not coked up and fucked up. Yeah. She was, she was never. Yeah. And when she was still redheaded, she's got the freckles. She was still a, a, a true ginger, if you will. And then she started dating Fez and doing coke and went blonde. It was just not the same. Yeah, dyeing your hair is definitely what makes you a, an asshole. By the way, I think <laughs> I don't need a golden ticket. I just need a time machine because whatever whatever area you get Selma Hayek from, you're kind of a winner. That's dude. Yeah, oh that's an accurate statement, dude. You're dude. winning no matter which version you pick. You're winning. Look, if I have to trade places with an old rich French guy, I will. But I don't want. So oh my god, dude, you go all the way back to from dust till dawn, Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah, Death Till Dawn, Desperado Selma. Oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What a good way to you know what? We're gonna end our show on Thirst Fest every week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your questions. Are you all drink? Unanimous, you got a unanimous vote from all four of us. We would all bang Selma Hayek any era. Well, we just each go to a certain era and then we become Eskimo bros. It's like, hey Dion, I heard in 1992 you and Selma got it on. Well, Jeff, it's 2005. <laughs> Damn right. Headcast before Tori. I'm sorry, I missed, I missed the whole thing. What happened? What? Uh, we're we're time traveling to marry Salma Hayek. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sounds good to me. 
Head Case Laboratory says Comics Freaks made gay woke Superman and Nightwing. We had discussed that earlier about how Superman is this, you know, the the Jewish superhero, the Moses allegory, all this stuff. And somebody had sent it, I believe it was Modalicious, sent in a super chat that says um, it was messed up the way they did it. And the Nightwing thing was stupid. I just, I got to ask, what's the purpose? You're going to turn off people from buying these characters, from buying their merchandise, and then you're going to call them a bigoted homophobe, and then they're really going to stop. Why don't you stop fucking with people's characters or fucking with characters that are established? We'll say it every week until it stops, but we'll say it every week because it's never going to stop. So that was it. Uh, that's all all she wrote for this week, folks. Nick, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before we go? Um, I will be at DragonCon uh, <laughs> Liberty Day weekend and also at uh, ho- uh, Horror Hound Weekend with these, uh, with these people. So yeah, it's, can't wait for it to happen. Kendo, is there anything you'd like to say? Eat pussy. Dion? All right. Uh, free Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Monica Bellucci. Yeah, I forgot about Yes. God damn it. Dude. I think the I'm going to play her aren't great, but She's the best part of all of them. Yeah, I might put her above Selma Hayek. No. Uh, Listen, on, that's man. one A and one B. Either way yeah. you look at it, I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you, you and me on the same goddamn page. All right, brother. all right. If it's like if, if it's one A one B, that's fine. Then that's fine. Then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dion, you've everyone said what they wanted to say. Should we show the Spider Man trailer again? Goddamn right. If I were a rich man, all day long I'd biddy biddy bum. If I were a wealthy man, when making movies seemed fun, amen. When making movies wasn't all about money and actually making a movie, yeah, you had some good results. So, folks, thank you for watching. Uh, We've had a fun week. We'll be back next week with episode 280. We'll do something extra special for that. And I'm working on reformulating Tuesday's show, so be on the lookout for all those fun changes. But from all of us here on the channel, thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com.